The Power Trip is a proud member of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. You can find more, more phenomenal Kaiju and Tokusatsu content at kaijuramenmedia.com. What's up, everyone? It is JDF the Green Ranger, and you are listening to The Power Trip. It's morphin' time. Lisa! Listeners with Attitude, I'm Michael, I'm Nathan, and I'm Mitch, and we're continuing our journey through the Power Rangers franchise. In today's episode, we're discussing Power Rangers Megaforce and Super Megaforce. So, Nathan, what were you saying about my drug of choice again? Oh, it's nostalgia. You use it to blind yourself and numb the pain, which uh, you need a lot of well. for this. Well, it's I like to think of it as I just have good taste. That it's is highly debatable at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Two, well, uh, three, words, three words, nostalgia and corsets. So, listeners with attitude, <laughs> we we are back with our second episode of the Neo Saban era. We powered through Megaforce. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> and as per uh, as per the usual, we are joined by a very good friend of ours, uh, Mitch McGee of the Entertain This podcast. Mitch, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I uh, unfortunately had abominable surgery on monday so we'll uh, abominable surgery what uh, abominable no ab- abdominal abdomin- <laughs> abdomen indubitably <laughs> Indo- indominus what <laughs> indomitable surgery Look, so yeah. you, you've had in you had invincible surgery okay gotcha he's uh, a loony uh, how many pop culture references can we squeeze into a single minute at this point look this whole season is full of pop culture and nostalgia and i and i'm here for it i'm here for it but before we get started before we get started since we since we have uh mitch here i do want to I want to ask him the three questions, Nathan, if it's okay. Oh, no, I was expecting that. So what you is expect- your name? Oh, wait, sorry. No, 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 no. Not those three questions. Not th- not those three questions. I've got better three. I've got uh, the best three darn. questions. Darn, I wanted him to tell us the airspeed of a swallow zord and just saying. I thought it was going to be like, the one really dead. how many people have, you, have I killed? No. <laughs> oh, see, that's a good. Dang on it! Why didn't we think of that? Why didn't, I was a big Walking Dead fan. I was a big Walking Dead fan up until like up, up until like season six, um, and I just kind of fell off from there. Anyway, we're yeah. getting derailed. So, so Mitch, um, what 
is your name? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I already did that joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, very okay. much Just... like you, Michael. Megaforce steals from other Power Rangers seasons. You steal your co-host jokes. I see how this works. <laughs> no, I say we we just like the shtick of this show. We have borrowed and perfected a lot of things found in other people's shows. Uh, so it's been all seriousness, Mitch. Um, what? is your favorite ranger season what is your favorite ranger moment and what is your favorite non-ranger piece of media franchise etc well i grew up like when power rangers originally came on so i i'm, I'm still aching to the uh the original like first season that's with you, the, the green ranger that's why you're a good man mitch that's why you're a good man mitch that's why you're a good man <laughs> And uh, I'll have to say, probably my favorite part is when uh, the uh, Gold Ranger, when uh, was it uh, Austin St. John came back as the Gold Ranger. That was one of my favorite. Oh, okay. See, I, I think I remembered that from the last time we had a conversation together, That which is why I didn't ask you, who is your favorite Ranger? Because I already knew the answer. I was going to say, that <laughs> explains why when I said for the notes, give me a Ranger color other than red and green. And you just said gold. Which, by the hey, way, you're the, second, you're the second. You're the second guest in a row who requested gold. Yeah, because I like the Gold Zeo Ranger and then the uh, the Phantom Ranger. Those are my my two favorites. So, oh. okay, <laughs> okay. So, what is your favorite non Ranger franchise or piece of media? The uh, have any of y'all ever seen the the show Smallville? Oh yes, yes. I, yes. I've got. I love I had, Superman. Yeah, I had the original, like each individual collection, and then I bought, or my wife got me the uh, the special anniversary collection, and then this past year I got my parents got me the the Blu Ray collection. So oh I have three God. sets. Of it. Okay. okay, you are loved. Okay, sir. <laughs> you are very loved, and we are, and we love the fact that we have you on this show. So before we go any further, Mitch, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, to the rest of the listeners with attitude, let them know what all you're involved in. Cause we do know you have a few more projects outside of, uh, just your love of power Rangers. Yes. Uh, I'm Mitch McGee. I work with the entertain this podcast, which we talk about movies, TV shows, video games. Uh, my other co-hosts on there, are Tom and Hayden. Um, we do a lot of trivia. We, we do like top 10 lists. We'll, We'll come up with like special discussions, but then we also review the movies, TV shows, and games and find out news each week. Um, we try okay. to stay up to date with like current stuff, but sometimes we go back into older things. So <laughs> I, I run all our social media. So if you're ever talking to anybody on social media, it's me. Okay. Oh. I figured, I figured, I figured it was you. <laughs> I, fi- I did. I, I figured it was you. I just wasn't sure though. Um, but no, we, you, had us on to talk about power rangers mm-hmm. on your all show and it was a blast yeah so we, we wanted we, to re- we did a sabana era tri- uh, trivia contest <laughs> yeah and tom let me down <laughs> that if if it wasn't for nathan screwing it up i would have run away with it um uh, right tom was trying to convince me to what? give him all the answers before y'all started and i was like no it has to be fair <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was some delay in our discussion because I don't think my button was getting heard as much. I think it came in late. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe you should just choose a different button. 
So that's that's all what? I got to say. Maybe what? let's oh, rock what? it just wasn't you. <laughs> let's rock it just wasn't working. For yeah, you. Well, yeah, but yours was your self censoring. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let me see. Do I have so, that on my board? Let me see. Do I have that on? The board? You probably do. Oh, no. You you probably no, do. That's if the you, dragon sword. Never mind. <laughs> And if you've listened to the last episode of the power trip uh, with our friends from Zeo to hero, you heard the dragon flute a lot during that episode. <laughs> this week in uh, unnecessary dra- censorship. <laughs> no, I was going to say, if, if, if you've ever wanted to hear Nate curse, go listen to that episode because it happened in that Lies. episode too. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, but, boy. but just so everyone remembers, it isn't effing spandex. All right. <laughs> 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 all right well before this gets a little bit too off the rails nathan uh we do have to we do have a little bit of housekeeping oh, to yes. to to do before we get started are we doing the email uh, we, we are doing the email correct where we finally discovered the one person that loves operation overdrive yes we did his name is adrian camacho i hope i said that right and so he writes saying, hello, my name's Adrian, 26 years old and a lifelong Power Ranger fan. And yes, you read that correctly, referring to his subject line. Operation Overdrive does rule, all caps. I know what you're thinking. Who likes Overdrive, right? Uh, that be me, mate. Why? Quick backstory, when Ninja Storm through Mystic Force was airing, I'd catch an episode or two of each season, and after that, Power Rangers kind of just faded out of my life. My family having moved, not having cable anymore, to starting middle school and getting into Call of Duty. Oh, hey, you, uh, Mitch, you guys talk about Call of Duty a lot, I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Taking loads of my time. Flash forward to 2011, and I see that Power Rangers Samurai was going to air on Nick. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that And that, of all seasons, piqued my interest back into Power Rangers. Then, the following year, I get Netflix for a sweet $6.99. Remember that? Oh. I remember that. That was was back when we had dinosaurs and not dinosaurs. And seeing that all Power Rangers seasons were there, I was shot. I was shook, he says. Sorry about that. Yeah, remember those days, too? That was kind of fun. I binge-watched two seasons, RPM and Overdrive. Interesting pair. (laughs) He says, LOL. Two completely different in tone and story. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. There was no season I binged faster than Overdrive. I finished that sucker in like two to three days. I just thought it was a fun season. I enjoyed it a lot. The concept of this kind of Indiana Jones-type season where they go find these artifacts... Basically, the Infinity Gauntlet was just so cool to me, and the whole Red Ranger being a robot was a super cool twist, genuinely shocked. The faction of villains was great to me. Just simply a fun, enjoyable watch. Maybe it was because I hadn't watched Power Rangers in so many years that I was just excited to see everything I missed. It's been a few years since I last completely watched Overdrive. Maybe if I watch it now... I'll watch it again now. I'll change my mind. But as of right now, I very much enjoyed it. I got me a soft spot of Overdrive. I also met the actor who plays Tizon twice. I did as well, by the way. Uh, He's a nice fella. I think I brought that up in the episode, actually. 
Uh, this past year and both times we had a pretty long conversation about overdrive how much he enjoyed being on there working with veteran actors and once a ranger to him seeing how much impact overdrive has had on people over the years from inspiring fans getting them through tough times etc it was talking with him that made me realize that each season of power rangers no matter how good or bad it may be it was something special or inspiring to somebody somewhere fans telling the actors that their season is their mighty morphin it's their first and just hearing that honestly warms my heart it just goes to show that no matter the tons of hate i've seen the season get there are people that genuinely love the season and i've seen little by little the love for overdrive kind of grow almost has uh almost has its own cult following in a way so yeah, that's all I have to say. I hope this made sense. Ha ha. Then he he finishes off by saying, love the podcast. Been listening for for about a month now. And please ease up on overdrive, my guys, at Megaforce, because I already know. Ha ha. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah, that, he, uh, he runs, a, he also mentioned that he runs an Instagram account that's Ranger related. So if you yes. want to follow him, which I do recommend you do, because we did, it's at Ranger Fan Show. Yes. Yes. So we appreciate that email. It's always good to hear back from listeners, especially uh, it was really interesting to hear back, like to find that one person that really loves Operation Overdrive because we made the joke or we made the comment and, and we asked a very sincere question. If you like Operation Overdrive, please let us know because we would love to hear why. And I think that... Um, at least from the, at least from from their perspective, it sounds as though uh, a, maybe a few fan there's a there's a portion of the fandom that's you know giving Operation Overdrive a reevaluation, similar to how All Monsters Attack got one. If you're part of the Kaiju fandom, yeah, or Godzilla's Revenge, that was the other title. Uh, Godzilla's Revenge, yeah. So it's good to hear. For, it's good to hear from from our listeners. But Nathan, yes, sir. It is now. It is now time. Oh, for. The epic plot synopsis. Oh, is this the part where you cue the music? This is the part where we cure the... Just cue the f***ing music. <laughs> Dragon dagger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. Despite official denials by leaders of the free world, sources now confirm the existence of Megaforce, a phantom army of super elite fighting men whose weapons are the most powerful science can devise. Their mission, to preserve freedom and justice, battling the forces of tyranny and evil in every corner of the globe. What, huh? What, no, Nathan, I, I meant Power Rangers Megaforce. Uh, oh. That plot synopsis, not... Oh. Not, I was going to say, that's not, not what's plot, on the paper. That's not, <laughs> uh, not the plot synopsis of the uh, 1982 action-adventure oh, movie, oh. Megaforce. No, oh. no, 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 Nathan, oh. we're going to have to... No, we're going to have to start over. Oh, no, we, we're going to we have to read the... Sure? Yeah, we have to start over. I mean, we have to read the real plot synopsis. Oh, are you sure? I mean, maybe we can talk about the 82 movie. That's okay. No, 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 no. Maybe, maybe you misunderstood me because I didn't say cue the epic rock music. Oh, darn it. As evil aliens and mutants once again invade Earth, of course, Zordon's protege Gosei awakens and recruits a new team of teenagers with attitude to combat these ever-growing threats. But as their enemies become more powerful, so too must the Rangers. They learn to tap into the powers of the Nostalgia Earth legendary Rangers in order to meet the challenge. That is until the heavily foreshadowed final battle where the past Rangers themselves join the fray. 
All right, so we're here. We're at Megaforce. We've been looking forward to this for a long time. No, we haven't. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for a long time. And I know you were Mitch disappointed. Has been looking, we got, we got. And I know Mitch has been looking forward to this for a long time. <laughs> so, it's not so as bad I as wanted, hey, make hey. it seem. Yeah, he threw <laughs> himself into this fire. He requested this. <laughs> yeah, there is. This is not a hostage situation. Um, well, all the favorite ones were already gone, so I had to go with what I had. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is true. This is. I think. I think we disappointed some folks by by sticking to our guns and saying, "Nope, we're doing the Saban, the first Saban era by ourselves." I think we disappointed. Disapp- pointed a few uh, yeah i'm pretty sure we would have had a bit of a laundry list of people who wanted to come on for a few of those seasons oh <laughs> yeah we'd had to do pan- we'd had to do we would have had to do like panel discussions for at least a few of them yeah this uh, was the first one season of them that being- i had seen since power rangers in space so this is what brought me back oh so really a chance uh, really okay so it's a little okay. bit like our friend adrian with overdrive yeah. I saw yeah, this, and okay. then I went back and started watching like Jungle Fury and SPD and stuff like that. Oh, so you watched was... the better stuff? Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because so, that was going to be my question that we were, I was going to start with Mitch before, uh, to kind of lead us into the discussion was how, like, how, where, why did you watch um, why? Megaforce? Oh, why? <laughs> well, I saw the all the nostalgia stuff, and it just got me thinking. I was like, oh, who are some of these costumes and stuff? So I went back and started right. watching. Other episodes right. and seasons I'd never seen before. I started with Lost uh-huh. Galaxy. I saw Time Force. So, yeah. So, so Megaforce is Megaforce is interesting. And then we were kind of watching through when we were kind of watching through Nathan. Uh, for those who don't know, Megaforce and Super Megaforce is adapt is adapted from two completely separate Sentai. Yeah, which this is um, the first time Power Rangers adapted multiple unadapted Sentais. Mm-hmm. Which oh, yeah. Yeah. makes some things a little weird at points. It, it makes it, yeah, because it, it does some complete one eighties. It does a complete one eighties every now and then, and it makes you kind of scratch your head and go, "Huh?" Yeah. And it gets some. Um, I haven't done a ton of research, Nathan. I know you have, but I haven't done a ton of research on the Sentais themselves. And I feel like it's getting some of the lore wrong. I'm looking at some? you, not. <laughs> Not look, I'm looking at I'm looking at you, not Q Rex. Um, so uh, I don't Do know not if that was mock the best sword in this show. <laughs> I don't know if that was the fault of the Sentai or if that was the fault of what Saban was doing, because this is part of the Neo Saban era. Saban Saban has complete control of this franchise again, and given how successful that first run of seasons was, we're a little bit surprised how disappointed. Actually I am. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised how disappointed I've been in, in these last two, technically four seasons of Power Rangers. Yeah. But anyway, as you were saying, it's based on two Sentai. So most of season one is based on tense. I hope I say this right. Tensu Sentai Ghost Sager, which means Heavenly Armament Squadron Guard Star Ranger, and it has an angel motif. I mm-hmm. I read really, the yeah. I read just the quick description of the show, and I'm like, this already sounds more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think that I was struggling to. 
because Super Mega Force, and we're going to be talking about Mega Force and that Super is the Mega Force. In, name. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Mega Force and Super Mega Force in tandem today. So we're going to yeah. try our best to make it at least clear of which one we're actually referring to. Um, but yeah, Mega uh, Super Mega Force, I should say, is so ridiculous that. I almost forgot what happened even in the regular Megaforce. Right, right. And then Super Megaforce, again, stupid name, is based mostly <laughs> on Taizoku Sentai Gokaiger or Pirate Squadron <laughs> Heroic Ranger, which was the anniversary season for Super Sentai. It was the 35th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And Megaforce, both seasons are meant to be the 20th anniversary season for Power Rangers, which mm-hmm. they make yeah. abundantly clear from basically frame one of episode one. Yes. Yes. And there was, and like we talked about in the Samurai episode, there was a crap ton of toys that came out during this yeah, time to celebrate the 20th now. anniversary. I do. Yeah. I have a old, I have one of the uh, vintage um, Green Rangers um, that's signed by JDF. Yeah. Uh, Thanks to our friend, friend Elijah. Elijah. Yeah. Our friend Elijah gifted it to me. Someone actually turned that thing into a comic shop and and basically pawned it off. I don't know why, but okay. Um, but but yeah, Megaforce and Super Megaforce are so they try to mold they try to like mold them together, but there's a lot of things that just don't work. Right. Um, and there's a lot of things that get really muddy, especially when we get into like super mega force territory where they're flipping back and forth to the mega force oh, Rangers and their super mode. And then everything else that goes on is the well. legendary um, mode, the legendary mode. So oh, yeah, me, this show, me. these Rangers have a gazillion things. <sighs> what was really bad is that they all basically had battleizers in season one and it was ultra mega force. So just stop it. Stop it. Ah. But it looked good. Anyway, but uh, this unfortunately ran into a lot of the same issues that Samurai did. So Jonathan Zakor was the executive producer on this. But funny enough, he got fired after the first season and was replaced with Judd Lynn because Mm -hmm. he had because Mr. Zakor had multiple disagreements and arguments with the head writer and story editor, James W. Bates. So there was some discord behind the scenes. Well, here's the thing. Bates has gone on record as saying that his role was basically superfluous. Keep in mind, this is the st- this is what Jackie Marchand was doing for a long time. She yeah. was the story editor because he said many of the episodes they were working on, he had little to no oversight over what was going on because they just had to rush everything through. And right. there was disagreement on how much to use Vrak. <laughs> which is why he disappeared for about half of the show. I was going to say not enough. Yeah. (laughs) As opposed to appearing about every two episodes, Bates even quit for a while during super. And then Sakura took over as story editor. Right. Mm, But he came back before the season was over. Yeah. And Sakura once again, insisted on using as much Sentai footage as possible, which you can tell. Yeah. And here's here's one of the worst parts, which if you're a fan of super Sentai, this is kind of fun, but the problem with it is that it's sloppy editing because not every season of 
Super Sentai is t- is canon to Power Rangers. And they mm-hmm. don't edit around all of this. Right. So, according to the Ranger Wiki, quote, this is the first season to incorporate Super Sentai Ranger suits whose counterparts did not previously appear in Power Rangers. And here's the list for you. Die Ranger, not counting how the sixth Die Ranger suit was used because that was White Tiger Tommy. Flashman, Mask Man, Change Man, and Five Man, which Five Man just released, actually. Thank you, Shout Factory. For reasons that are not explained in show. Yeah. Those are all 80 Sentais that never got used. And yeah, and they're just referred to as the legendary Rangers. legendary mode. I think like one of I can't remember if it was Gose or somebody else who said that you know you're unlocking powers never before seen. You know what, Gose? No say. All right, just just no. Ah. Shut up. Well, I, see, I kind of like that though. <laughs> I, I liked it. I was like, it was like these are Power Rangers that are either off planet or like another dimension. Like you never seen them, but they're out there. You know. I mean, it, well, they could have done world. that. One one or two lines, you could have solved the problem, but nope. <laughs> it's part of I'm almost I'm almost inclined to agree with Mitch. It's it, it could be considered as part of the world building, but again, sloppy. <laughs> yeah, like like in the comic series, that's what they do. Is like the, some of these Rangers because of the the timeline stuff. They they say they're in other mm-hmm. dimensions and stuff. So well, yeah, mm-hmm. I I know that the Die Rangers are actually getting added to the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is kind of exciting. And this is. If if I'm not mistaken, this is the first. This is the season that establishes RPM is in an alternate dimension. No, that was Samurai. Was it Samurai? Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah, Clash of the Red Ranger. I know you blocked it out. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler warning: I'm going to be. I'm not going to be as nice to this as Samurai. (laughs) Well, I'm. 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 I'm a little bit more inclined to be on Mitch's side here where it was nice to see Rangers from other Rangers that were not necessarily in Power Ranger canon, but in Super Sentai be you know, given a little bit of spotlight here because it does add a little bit of extra flavor to um, to to these to the Megaforce season. I will I will say that that is one thing I did kind of enjoy about Megaforce. I just wish it wasn't because of laziness and sloppiness. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you that it was sloppily handled. I'm just saying that I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt because it gave us, it let us, um, it, it let them incorporate suits and and power and power sets that Ranger fans hadn't seen at that point before. And if you're not entrenched in Super Sentai like you and I are, or like I'm assuming Mitch has watched some Super Sentai as well, like if you're not entrenched in that fandom, like seeing if you're a kid just watching these random watching Megaforce and you see suits that you don't know before, it's like, that's, that could be potentially pretty exciting for you. Lost in translation on Dino Thunder did it better. <laughs> you are just not going to give this show an inch, are you? Okay. Nope. Anyway, but, but before we go any further, I just want to preface this and say, I know this is not a great season, but right. it does have no, some cool parts. It's not, and that's why I was telling, and that's and that's what I was telling. That's why I was telling Nathan the other day when we were uh, getting our thoughts together. Um, 
that there are some nice visuals. And I will say that when we watched uh, legendary battle together, it did give me the, it gave me the, the warm fuzzies because, you know, I like myself some nostalgia. Um, I have opinions about the nostalgia. Yes, we know. Yes, we know. Uh, it's fine, Nathan. We still love you, even though you're wrong. Um, Thanks, Elijah. The the CGI and the fight choreography really got me for the show. So, yeah, but that's credit to the Sentai. True. There's there's it's part of the show for the most part. It's it's part of the show, and that is true. That is true. That is it is mainly a credit to the Sentai. But I'm willing to give I'm willing to give the editors of this show a little bit of slack for picking some really good fight choreography to use. Oh, okay. Sure. (laughs) Sure. So let's talk about the theme song. (sighs) Remember how in Samurai I said that the problem, that the best and worst part about its theme song is that it's a cover? Yes. I actually, and I said, the next one, I actually like this one less because it can't make up its mind. It starts off original, sounds pretty nice, right. switches to a cover, switches back to original, switches back to cover. Pick a side of the really, fence, okay? Are you, are you talking about that really crunchy dun 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 yeah, dun it sounds very it sounds very metal and then it turns into Go Go Power Rangers, switches back to being a yeah, it just the fact that it kept switching I mean, back and forth drove me in it drove me nuts. It's, it's part of the, it's part of the world. It's, it's part of this era of Power Rangers. You know, Saban was trying to capture that go-go Power Rangers magic. Now I'm not saying that he, I'm not saying that he was able to, I'm just saying that that's what he was trying to do. And so there, I don't mind this cover of go-go Power Rangers. My biggest gripe with this is the same. It's the same for this as it is Samurai. And it's going to be the same for, I would say every other season going forward is that our characters call out their names in the middle of the song. Yeah. Just, and just like I said on the Samurai episode, this would have been so much better with the, with the guy from the immortals who did the mortal Kombat song. <laughs> Troy. <laughs> Emma. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's my biggest honestly that's my that's my biggest gripe with this outside of just being a little bit unoriginal. Uh but I will agree and Nathan you and I've talked about this, but there's a there's the fight song that they use when they're mm-hmm. either in battle or in the Zord fights that mm-hmm. is that probably would have been better mm-hmm. because it is actually a, an original piece of music. Right. And they used portions of it. That's the original portions of the actual theme. Mm-hmm. So when you hear it, hear the fight music, I'm like, I'm fine with this. Why didn't you use this? Come on guys. I understand it. You know, this is, it would have made so much more sense to make this season, the anniversary season, the go, go power Rangers cover, but you, you kind of have hearted it right there. You just, you're not just commit to the cover guys. <laughs> You know, it's, you know, I I don't have a, I don't have as big a problem with this as say other themes that we've heard. Like I I didn't like the mystic force theme at all or overdrive. Uh, I didn't or overdrive. You know, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with them rehashing go, go power Rangers because it is such an iconic song. It's such an iconic theme. Yeah. And and that's what elevates. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Like I said, it it doesn't bother me. Yeah. That's why uh, that's what elevates this one is the fact that it's, it's covering a good song, but I personally think they should have gone with the Zio cover. 
you know, with oh. the oh, with the angel theme stuff. But that's just me. Oh, I love the Zio theme. <laughs> I love me, the Zio theme too. <laughs> yeah, I love the Zio theme. It's, the in space theme is terrible, but I love the Zio theme. Shut I'm your joking. mouth. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just. I'm joking. Jack and I, I will it. jettison you out. Of I know. <laughs> I I've already apologized to Jack once. I'm not going to do it again. Um, <laughs> uh, just so. wait till the 2017 movie. <clears throat> You're not going to get what you want, sir. Anyway, moving on <laughs> into, into moving on from the theme song, Mitch, did you have any more thoughts on the theme song before we get into our Rangers? Oh, I just liked how they would be going along with a song at Troy. Gia. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was pathetic. I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's what we should do from now on. Nathan, when we, when we review a season, we just go, Michael, Nathan, whoever guest. the guest is. <laughs> guest. <laughs> Yeah, don't even say name. Just say guest. <laughs> guest. <laughs> okay. Anyway, here we're gonna talk about our Rangers. Just per the usual, the, the per the usual format, we got to start with our Rangers. Yep. And so we're starting with, as always, our Red Ranger Troy Burrows, played by Andrew Gray. First off, I want to say there is one little improvement. Well, actually. These are all, well, I don't know if they're improvements or not, but at least they all have surnames. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Three of them didn't have surnames in the last season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But Troy Burroughs, he's not (laughs) well-liked in the fandom from what I can get. Well, he's not. He's not well-liked. And I think they're trying, they were trying to recapture this, the, the, the mighty Morphin magic by giving these very similar archetypes as our original cast from the nineties. Right. Um, Troy is obviously our, I don't know if I would call him necessarily our bad boy jock, but that's kind no, of, no, here's the problem. These characters are incredibly empty except for one. I will argue one is not, but the well, well was, two of them. I, I would still, I will argue, I would still two argue two of them. Two of them are not. compelling. Yeah. Well, but. I would even go two. I would actually even go two and a half. I would actually go two and a half, and we'll get there because Jake is at least amusing. Okay, but <laughs> the pro. This is the biggest criticism that the show gets. The characters are stupidly underdeveloped. We know nothing, I should say almost nothing about these characters outside of they go to school and they hang out at other Ernie's. Yeah. (laughs) And sadly, that continues the entire both seasons. Yeah, that's like that's the only thing we don't know if they have lives outside of Ranger duty and these two spots. You know, well, hell, we don't even know if they have a change of clothes. Yeah, yeah. Well, their, no, they yeah. do, but only on rare occasions when they do something like <laughs> have the mandatory anime beach episode. <laughs> right. So, no, so here Burrows, he's supposed he is stoic to a fault. That is the biggest mm-hmm. problem he has, which I get what they're trying to do. I understand that, but he is so incredibly stoic. He kind of becomes as wooden as the Samurai Rangers. <laughs> right. And then even when he's trying to deliver these very important moral speeches about how you shouldn't bully people, this is how he talks about that. Can you tell how passionate he is about how you should be nice to people, you freaking bully? <laughs> yeah, his 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 dry delivery in Legendary Battle when he when he's the one that says the line, no, 
we're fighting back or no, it's, no, or that it's was time Orion. to fight back. Was it Orion? Was okay. Orion. Anyway, Orion's pretty dry too, but, um, but it's those type of moments where I don't believe Troy shines all that much because like you said, he's trying to, he's trying to be the, the stoic moral leader of the team. And it just, because like we, I, we talked about stilted dialogue in uh samurai. I would say Troy's dialogue's pretty stilted at times. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, there's just not a lot there. I get, like I said, I get what they were trying to do. It just didn't quite work, and honestly, I don't have a lot to say about Troy because that's that's all there is. He is the most boring, strong, silent type you can think of. Yeah, yeah. Mitch, what do you got to say? What do you, What do you have to say about Troy? He's basically a wannabe Jason, but so, <laughs> Jason so vanilla. Had more personality than this guy. He's so vanilla that he, he can't even reach the, you know at least anger or anything. <laughs> Yeah, well, and then the other thing that they did that this was annoying is that in the first season, he keeps having dreams about the legendary battle and he never talks to anybody about it, really. And then season two, he suddenly doesn't have the dreams anymore. At the beginning of season two, he's like, well, what happened to Robo Knight? We got to go find Robo Knight. And then he doesn't talk about Robo Knight for about a dozen episodes, which I guess makes sense with his personality, but. Which is Still? which is kind of an interesting recontextualization because you and I watched the Sentai that this was that Legendary Battle was taken from, we'll and Legendary Battle it. and Legendary Battle comes at the beginning of that episode, and it's it was the a inciting movie. in or the sorry a movie, and it was the inciting incident. So mm-hmm. so making this sort of a um, a premonition or a dream at the top of this season is an interesting recontextualization of that idea. But mm-hmm. I just don't think they don't use it enough or they don't expand on it enough to make it meaningful. Right. And we also don't know why he's having premonitions. I think well, they don't need to explain I, why. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I said, I this this show. <laughs> I have so many questions. It's like that. It's like that Val Kilmer Batman Forever meme that just raises too many questions. I, it's just good Lord. <laughs> I mean, at least I can't believe I'm saying this. The millennium message in turbo was better than this. What's well, because turbo is a good season. man. what are you talking? No, about? it's an awful season. It just happens to be a little bit better than this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, t- uh, Troy, I, I, Troy is a block of wood and he's not all that likable, but I would say well, who no, is likable. I, I, well, I I think he's more likable than I think the fan base is willing to give it. I, there are much worse Rangers, much worse Red Rangers there are. out there. There it's are, just, there are. Worse. He's not for me. He's not unlikable. He's just boring. Yeah, I mean, there like if you stack him up against something like uh, a Jack or a TJ, or when Tommy was red, or when Jason, or of course Jason is red. Like you stack, or uh, even Casey, which you get, we get to see Casey in this. Like you stack him up against all those other really great Red Rangers. You're, it's uh, Troy is Troy is bland. He's vanilla. He's vanilla ice cream with no sugar. For a second, I thought you were going to call him vanilla ice. You know. No, and I, <laughs> I was a little worried. I was, no, I was, I was, baby, no ninja and ninja and, rap. <laughs> and speaking of sugary sweet, we have oh, Emma 
Goodall, uh, our Pink Ranger, played by Christina Masterson. So now, we go from say, Emily in Samurai to Emma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we're, uh, so we're I will really, say, they were really hurting for names. You can tell. <laughs> I will say this. I, Emma's character grew on me as the time, as, as time went on. Like, yeah. I think she's a sweetheart. I think she's a sweetheart. She is, and which is what you want for a pink ranger. By the way, we should also yeah. mention much like we said about Vipra. Most of these ranger actors are prettier than they are talented, but my gosh, are they pretty? <laughs> 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 and miss masterson definitely qualifies <laughs> she is lovely but boring what, what do we have to, what do we have to say about emma she she, she likes had a couple photography. Of nice focus episodes. she's a nature girl she can sing she could she sang wait never mind oh, wait, no, no she was... did yeah she did for yes, one episode and it was weird yeah, she sang she did yeah, sing. She sang. She could yeah, sing yeah, better yeah. than Mia. She, she's basically a Disney. She's basically a Disney, Disney princess. princess. Yeah, because like music yeah. just suddenly comes out of nowhere, and I'm like, I've seen this before. Right. It's called Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla '74. Where's King Caesar? It was the. <laughs> it was the. Uh, it was the stereotypical. We have to have one of the female rangers sing because they're trying to do a, a side career as a musician. No, episode, I wouldn't even so. think it was that. Hold on. What? Where's that? Where are my notes on that episode? <laughs> But but they also had to try and make her a little edgy by making her a, like a BMX bicycle rider, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. But I Emma is Emma is boring. She did have a couple of really nice focus episodes. The um, uh, oh okay, it was in episode six. Mm-hmm. That's what it was in season one. What's the episode of Super Nathan? Oh, where she can, she, not only does the music come out of nowhere, she makes flowers bloom. She is a yeah. freaking Disney princess. She is a Disney princess. Yes, she's Snow White. She's so no, she's all of them. <laughs> she's just all of them. Uh. I was going to say, Nathan, what is that focus episode she had? Was it the one? Um, uh, was it the? Was it the one where the where the, the the villain is falling in love with Jake? Is that the one? Is that one of her focus episodes? I don't um, remember. It was in Super. Yeah. It was in Super where one of the villains is falling in love with Jake. And oh, no, well, that was to... because of uh, villain shenanigans with love potions and things. Yeah. I love the stealing the stealing the marriage uh, the or the wedding storyline um, a little bit from there. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to remember her, like her really, that really nice focus episode she had. I should have wrote it down, but I guess that's what notes are for. Um, yeah. since I don't take, <laughs> since I don't take them apparently. It just shows um, you how memorable it was. It just shows you how memorable <laughs> it was. You're right. Uh, but I, I liked Emma. She fits the archetype for pink Rangers. I'd say down to the letter. She's incredibly sweet, empathetic. Um, she can take care of her. She get she can take care of herself. She does. She is a, uh, she is a strong fighter. Anyway, moving on from yeah. Emma, we have Jake, our black slash green Ranger, depending on uh, the season, ja- depending on the season in mega force. He was black in uh super mega force. He was green. Um, it, Jake Halling, I should say plays by played by Azim, uh, risk risk. risk? Risk? Our apologies I if hope. we said your name wrong. Yeah, sure. Let's yeah. go with that. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, we'll just go with that. So uh, when I said that Jack, when I said that I might call him Jack, when I, when I said that Jake uh, was at least entertaining, I meant it. I, I think Jake is at least entertaining. He's our token jock. He's he a soccer player. Yeah. He's the He's comic relief. He's, He's basically Zach from MMPR. He's but basically a heck yeah, of a he, lot less interesting. <laughs> he he's 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 Zach and Carlos rolled into one character, but a heck of a lot less interesting. <laughs> he, he was fun to watch him fawn over Gia the entire time. It was funny. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That, which is the only th- one of the only things that they do with that character. But we'll talk about her in a moment. Uh, hmm. So <laughs> I don't know what else to say about any plays off of Noah because Noah is the nerd. He's the token nerd. We'll talk about him. He's the token nerd. So because it's the jock and the nerd, they kind of butt heads with each other a little bit, but they also help each other out mm-hmm. because they're, they are so different, but again, not hardly anything is done with that. <laughs> Well, I like yeah. that he's the jock, but he's also like the clumsy one too. Like the nerd is, he's Noah's more te- tech savvy and technical, yeah. but Jake's really like clumsy and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah weirdly enough, Noah is a little bit more put together, which, okay, fine. A little bit of a subversion <laughs> there. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what else. Did the, and he, yeah, he, because of, it was, was it Lavira? I think it was in Super. Mm-hmm. with the love potion stuff where she was fawning over him because there was another monster of the week that was the butler because mm-hmm. this is what Megaforce does. I was trying to get her to fawn over him and it didn't work because it was a potion that would make you fall in love with the first person you saw. And she saw Jake on the screen. Oh, it was the episode in it was the episode in Super. The focus yeah. episode for Emma was the episode in Super where the monster of the week was trying to steal everyone's happiness. Like oh, this show was trying to steal my yeah, happiness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she ends up in her her she's apparently so happy go lucky that even after the monster does that, she's in a coma in this coma world talking with everybody and she's still going around encouraging everybody. It's like we get it. Princess Emma. We get it. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I was racking my brain there, like trying to think of what the hell that episode was. But yes, it was, it was that episode. I can't remember the name of it. That, but yes, that, that, was, that episode that was so, out. that episode was so saccharine. I think it gave me diabetes. It was, but it was so saccharine, but whatever, who cares? Anyway, back to Jake, uh, <laughs> back to Jake. Jake is, I mean, he's, he's the comic relief. He's the Zach character. He's, at least he's at least more charming than Troy. Yeah. So yellow Ranger Gia Moran played by Sierra Hannah. Yes. Gia is, um, I'm trying to put this really nicely, but Gia is likable, but she's basically there to fill space. Yep. She, she'll, she can talk to Troy. Jake is crushing on her. She's a bit of a tomboy, I guess. I wouldn't even call her a tomboy. No, she's not. She's not really. She's like, not, she's they not do really so little tomboy. with her. We don't know. <laughs> she's we a little know, bit more of yeah, a tomboy we, than Emma. We don't know her. We don't know her all that well. Yes, but she plays the role of the, yeah. which is a very similar role to she. It's not. I'm not saying that she's as good as this, Nathan. So don't bite my head off. But she plays the role similar to Trini Kwan yeah. as the as the stoic female yellow yeah she just doesn't really 
contribute a whole lot. And I feel like in the early episodes of Megaforce, she was a little bit of a mean girl. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. she kind of had that resting. She had a kind of a resting bitch face the whole time. Pretty much other than being a ranger, she's just there to tease Jake the entire time. So Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, just, I, mean, I just don't she's, understand how they could just overlook her. I there was for two seasons. Like, <laughs> yeah, forty like, like forty plus episodes. They just completely forgot she was there. It's like do you do even the people working on the show just see her as eye candy? What the frick, guys? I don't I just don't think I, I just don't think I don't think it was just a necessarily I don't think it necessarily was just oh she was just eye candy, because that's that's reducing her a little bit down a little bit too. Then far. why didn't they but, do anything with her? <laughs> well, I'm just saying that they probably just I mean, I don't know. They just didn't have a lot for her. Like the whole season was focused on Troy, uh, Noah, and it felt like Emma had a lot more focus than in in, in Megaforce. Everyone and Megaforce. had more focus than her. <laughs> right, right. Maybe that I don't know. Maybe they just they just couldn't find a good spot for her. I'm just saying. I have. I I feel like I, maybe that's another reason why people gravitate toward her. It's because they feel sorry for her, and they're like, "We wanted more, guys." Right. <laughs> I mean, right. she's a, she is the only ranger from the, from megaforce to be in battle for the grid she is one of the one of the most hated seasons of power rangers and they put her in the game <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying that is that's the only one from like the unpopular seasons that they put into it yeah uh, supposedly i think yeah. she's going to be in that legend of the white dragon with uh that they're going to be making later on too yeah, yes, she, her the actress is going to be in that one. Um, so as long as so if we don't have any more to talk about Gia, let's move into the act to the character that actually felt like they were trying hard this entire season, which is our Blue Ranger Noah Carver, played by John Mark Loudermilk. What a name! <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's quite a, that's quite a surname, sir. <laughs> yeah, this is the one character who had effort put into him. And he's, he's very much like Billy and he's, he's the token nerd and he's kind of BA, which is. No, he is. He's a bad, you can say it, Nathan. It's fine. He's a badass. <laughs> By the time this is over with, he's a badass. Yeah. yeah. Cause he had some, like one of his, like one of his really badass moments made it into my awards. Yeah, so yeah. Same here. Same here. And he's the only one who has any meaningful story to him and mm-hmm. mr yeah. loudermilk is actually putting some effort into his performance which i appreciate the disney yes. brain talked about because the disney brain loves this character and i agree with him on this what's interesting and it's strangely something we see in a lot of american superhero comics but we don't see it all that much in power rangers he has what i would say is the spider-man complex the peter parker complex because he wrestles with He's the nerd on the team as a civilian, but he's a ranger and he doesn't, he's trying to reconcile those two things. And he has a couple of really nice episodes that bring that into focus. I think he has one in season one, one in season two and his second one, which, which was one of the episodes we watched together. We should, (laughs) when you came to visit me and we watched a handful of episodes together is the blue saber saga. Mm-hmm. where he gets 
his butt handed to him. So he spends a bunch of time training and trying to figure out what went wrong and what he can do better. And then he goes and he fights that villain of the week again and wins. Yeah. Using what yeah, he that was learned. a really nice, that was a really nice focus episode for Noah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that one. That was what, what Skatana was his name or Skatana. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was Skatana. It was like his, his entire body. Blades was made of, of infinity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's so weird to, it's so weird to recall Megaforce while, and, and super Megaforce together because they feel like two completely different seasons. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, well, well, and even that's very inconsistent because you know, I, I, about 15 episodes in, Go Sager interrupts again and <laughs> takes mm. over the show for a couple episodes. Then they go back to Go Kyger. Just... Right. <laughs> they did their best. They did their best. Uh, um, but I really, en- I really, really, really enjoyed Noah. I did. Yeah. I, like, we, like we've already said, I think that he's the only actor that's actually trying and he's the most likable character on this team. Uh, but I really, really, really enjoyed Noah. So it's fair to say that Noah ranks, I would say Noah ranks pretty high as far as like the, the echelon of, of blue Rangers. I'd say Noah's at least top 10 because he, he at least had some really badass moments. Yeah. Well, and I think part of that is he's elevated by the fact that he's in a terrible show and the rest of his teammates are now Nathan. You know, don't are you take this away from Noah just because he's in a terrible <laughs> season. And you think that ele- that makes him look better than he is. I mean, that may be true, but still don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like this is going to turn into turbo all over again? The turbo episode <laughs> where you're like, well, March, you need to be nice to make it. It's mega force. <laughs> I know we're I know we're allowed to be mean to Megaforce. I okay. I have been nice and I have not been smashing that rant master button as you requested. But it's coming. Yes. I'm coming. I know, I know that there are some listeners with attitude who are expecting this. You will get it, I promise. You are only allowed two. You're only allowed two. So choose wisely, my friend. Well, but you it, get, joke- do do I only get two? Do you, and you get two? Mitch can have as many as he wants because he's the guest. Mitch right? can have as many. Mitch, Mitch can call for the. Mitch can f- call for the uh, rant master as much as he wants. Oh, the, you oh, get okay. two. You get two. You get two. Uh, because, and I'm not. I'm not going to point. I'm not going to. I'm going to do my best not to have you punch the rant master button for me. So you're going to take mine. Oh, so yeah, I get four. I'm. I'm, I'm no. I'm <laughs> gifting you mine. But I have two, so I guess that means you get two, and two plus two is four because this isn't no, 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 brother no, no, here. No, 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 <laughs> we were one apiece. Two, you get, we get two, we get two. That's all. You're changing the rules on me. Anyway, we better move not on changing to the, the six rules, rangers sir. now before I am we not come changing, off the rails. I am not changing the rules. I am reworking the situation. Um, okay, fine, <laughs> Mitch. Mitch, call for rant master more often for me. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I can manipulate the rules just as much as you, Mister Michael. If that is your real don't, name, don't encourage him. But all jokes aside, I really enjoyed Noah. I think Noah is great. Um, Noah elevates. Noah honestly elevates this entire cast, in my opinion. Got anything, Mitch? No, I, I really enjoyed Noah. He, I felt like he grows the most out of all the characters. Oh, for sure. oh, absolutely. He actually has absolutely. a personality. 
All right, now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, let's move on to our sixth ranger and our allies. And we actually have two, because again, two Sentais. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, starting with, right. from season one, Robo Knight, voiced by Chris Auer. I hope I said that right. So, this is bootleg Robocop. <laughs> that's what I was going to say, he's Robocop. That's, that's what he does. <laughs> He's like, well, he's like the, he's like RoboCop and the Blue Centurion wrapped into one. The Blue Centurion is more interesting. Also, the Blue <laughs> Centurion doesn't wrap. Yeah, that was well, cringe. You know, I mean, it, it, the Blue Centurion might have been in Turbo, but I don't cringe at Blue Centurion. It it screams, hey, guys, this is what the young ones, this is what the young'uns are doing. <laughs> yeah, it's like that meme. Uh, hello, fellow kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I will say this is just yet more evidence that rap and Power Rangers are not compatible. That's not the point I was going to make. But um, the point I was going to make is it's it's another case of a very one dimensional character, um, which could have been which could have been interesting, but they kind of flubbed it uh, about midway through. I really, I really kind of wish they would have just stuck with "I am, I am Robo Knight, a cop here to protect the Earth environment." No, I yeah, have what no was his emotions. Spiel? I'm gonna look up his spiel because he had a spiel. <laughs> it was a, it was, it was essentially "I am Robo Knight, protector of the environment." Oh yeah, here I am Robo Knight, protector of the environment, guardian of the Earth. <laughs> I'm here to keep humans from f***ing up everything. <laughs> he was made by Gosei, right? Oh, yes. Gosei. Allegedly. Yes. Later. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. I just, Robo Knight is, he's a really one note character. He goes on a very, he goes on a very typical, I guess you could say AI character arc in this sort mm-hmm. of, but it's sloppily handled. That's the problem. I'm not opposed to a robot learning more about humanity. And I will give the show credit. It's not one of those weirdo environmental shows that tries to pretend that humans are not part of it. No, it says humans are an integral part of it. Credit where that credit where credit is due. But the thing is, I have seen this idea done so much better in a lot of things. Data from Star Trek, the next generation. That's the first one that comes to my mind. And most other things. I mean, that's, do you guys have any more ideas about how this has been done better? ET. <laughs> I'm talking about with robots. <laughs> the Terminator. No. Actually. Yeah. The Termin- the, okay, yeah. Terminator two. Yeah. The T 800 yep. and Terminator two. Yeah. Uh, Wally. Wally. Yeah. I just, I had a hard time getting into Robo Knight because of just how one note he was. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't all that disappointed when he finally went away for the for most of Super Samurai. Oh yeah, and then they're or like Super what Super about, Mega Force. What about yeah yeah? It, I know they blend together. I was just like, what, what about Robo Knight? And then we don't talk about Ro- we don't talk about Robo Knight for at least twelve episodes. <laughs> yeah, they just totally forget he's even. They they look they our our Red Ranger keeps saying, "I gotta find Robo Knight. I gotta find Robo Knight." Well, 
I guess he's not here, guys. I guess we're going to have to move on. Right. Is essentially what ends up. Right. He looks left yeah. and right. Oh, not here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, <laughs> hey, should have looked behind well. that rock, Troy. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I think the writers were trying. I think they they wanted to do things with Robo Knight, even with his very one note thing going on. Right. I, they made a Christmas special about him, which shout out to our friend, Chris cook. This is like the one episode of Megaforce that he likes. It's cute enough. And it's kind of funny. You know, he doesn't understand what Christmas is. They give a much more interesting secular definition of Christmas than I normally see, which is that Christmas is the time of year where humans try to be better than they normally are and actually strive for peace on earth and all that fun stuff. It's a, not the usual sentiment that I hear about it and Robo Knight doesn't understand. So they do something that's funny. He pretends to be a giant action figure and gets shipped to children in Africa. <laughs> oh yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? And then after that, it just turns into him telling campfire stories as an excuse for stock footage because holiday clip show. Of course. And I'm like, you lost me. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me with the clip show <laughs> yeah and then he has a couple of kind of meaningful interactions with some kids uh, probably the best moment honestly i feel like he has is because he ha- he also has this loner streak in him he, he does he doesn't like working with other people which doesn't really make sense if his mission is to protect the environment at all costs you would think getting help would play into into that that all costs yeah kind of it it would yeah that would be part of it but so that was a part of his development that didn't really make sense but he said the the rangers are gonna go stargaze and there's a meteor shower they're gonna go watch the meteor shower at night and he says i don't want to then he leaves and then they decide to make a a very saccharine wish for him because he wasn't there to do it and then the camera pans over and you see he's actually standing on the top of the hill near near them and is watching the same meteor shower like okay you got me there a That's, little bit show yeah got it, me it got me too yeah that got me too a little As, bit yeah so again i will give credit where credit is due it's still a terrible season but i will give credit where credit is due but that's the only real moment for robonite that i liked all that much and then there's the infamous rap oh yeah <laughs> Probably one of the cringiest things I've seen in Power Rangers. All I could see when I saw that scene, I was just like, why? Why are you doing this? What's the point? Do you need a rant master? <laughs> no, no, not yet. Okay. It's coming now. It's coming. <laughs> quit trying to quit trying to goad him, Nathan. <laughs> I was offering the guest the privilege of rant master. Okay. No, I, I like being... Robo Knight in some some aspects, like when he's against the messenger or when him and Troy have their confrontation later right. on. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. I, I like, I like what little bit of growth that we did see in Robo Knight. Um, but some of it, some of his motivations and some of the reasoning behind his motivations doesn't quite, doesn't quite make sense, but you know, it's the Robo Knight's the, the least absurd thing I've ever had to set through in, in Power Rangers. Right. So. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Megaforce is so empty that Robo Knight being 
one of the few attempts at anything of substance does make it stand out, but then it stands out for all the wrong reasons because it's so sloppily handled. Yeah. And speaking of <laughs> poor attempts at substance sloppily handled, do we want to talk about Orion now? Or do we have more to say about Robonite? <laughs> Let's move on to Orion. Because, oh, yeah, yeah. Robonite does turn evil. Real yeah, quick for it, Robonite. Did y'all ever second. notice how how little he ever fell down in a fight? <laughs> like, I, it's something that I this noticed as I was watching. Like, not until the end of the season, or like toward the end of the series, Never does he fall down other than to a knee. <laughs> right. Like he never gets knocked to the ground. And I just thought it was kind of funny. Well, he does get knocked to the ground later. And then he makes yeah, yeah, the, later. The sac- and then he makes the sacrifice play. But that for like, gets undone in legendary battle. But like he'll be fighting with the Rangers and all of them will be like knocked to the ground, blown up, whatever, and he's just standing there or like kneeling. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was kind of a funny uh, thing to see. See, I never, re- I didn't really pay attention to it, but now that you bring it up, yeah, I mean, it is, it is weird that he never really got knocked down to a n- no more than a knee, which I'm imagining, um, I'm imagining he's probably in the Sentai, he's like super OP, <laughs> uh, which, which is why. So, yeah, I, I'm yet to, I'm yet to watch the Sentai for either of these, so uh, I, it'll be interesting to see the contrast. <laughs> I think they were just trying to save the suit so it didn't get scratches on the silver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pr- probably that too, because this is a very, because we've seen very shiny outfits before. Um, uh, the gold Ranger from Samurai had a lot of reflection and, and shine to it. And they finally, uh, I think they finally reduced it down to like a matte finish because I guess they didn't want it to get all scuffed and scratched up, but that's yeah. probably a pretty valid observation. <laughs> yeah, I was actually trying to see if I wrote down any Robo Knight lines because sometimes he had some good ones, and I wrote down two. I don't mm-hmm. bring them up because they're not in the awards. But he says, "You are an inseparable part of this planet, and you uh, and you are at your best when things are at their worst." Well, thank you, Robo Knight. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that. And that okay, this one I will admit this got this got me uh, this got a chuckle out of me, but it's between him and noah which is probably why it's good <laughs> and noah says the problem is you jump the gun and robo and i says i didn't see a gun to jump <laughs> <laughs> like we're having we're, we're having fun robo knight what is fun what is this fun you speak of <laughs> i do not have fun yes we know because he's, he's you're a in mega force <laughs> He's got a line like those that I'm gonna I'm gonna save for later, but yeah, the, oh, one okay. of the lines I save. <laughs> okay. Okay. So okay. on to Orion. Orion, yes, Orion, because he he doesn't have Ranger. a surname because he's from outer space. So no surnames if you're from outer. Well, space. see, he, he's he's from an outer space beach somewhere. Yeah, I guess. Risky business. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. good lord! His risky <laughs> business tribute that made no sense. This character is so inconsistent. By the way, he's named after a constellation, which is named after a Greek mythological figure. In case anyone didn't know, but Orion is one of the most commonly known constellations. But Orion the Hunter. <laughs> so. Because people like hearing those funny little factoids. It's one of the things they come to the show for. But yeah, played by Cameron Jebo. Jebo? Don't quite know how to say it. 
<laughs> so you would think Orion is going to be this very broody, dark character when we see his backstory. It makes sense, it's right? kind of ties on <laughs> all over again. A little, yeah. It's it's mimicking that same storyline, or at least trying to. Yeah. So he's the sixth ranger in uh, in the second season. He replaces. He basically replaces Robo Knight. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so we find out that the Armada, you know, the star spanning empire that they've been dealing with for the most part this whole time, wiped out his planet, and he actually saw his own village get destroyed. He worked as a miner on his planet. So his whole thing is revenge. Oh. (laughs) Uh, uh, Sorry, Kaiju Cam. I channeled a little bit of you there for a second. Yeah. But he's very very inconsistent with the revenge. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, you would think, yeah. You would think he'd be dark and broody like like the Batman or a Dylan, you know in the show and he's not he forgets yeah. that he wants revenge and a then does times. silly things like let the girls cut his hair and give him a new wardrobe i mean really mm-hmm. his personality is kind of a mix between troy and jake <laughs> like i mean not too far off he, he tries to be a serious little, yeah. but he's goofy sometimes too so i don't know yeah he's yeah, yeah. so inconsistent and i don't know what to do with him as far as as far as sixth rangers go, he's kind of an unmemorable. He is, but he had promise. That's what I think is a little bit frustrating because when you see his backstory, like okay, you could be interesting here, and then the show reminds you that it's Megaforce and it's not going to do anything with that. Right. So yeah, I I really don't have a whole lot to say about him because other than his backstory in that two-parter when he first shows up. I got nothing. He doesn't do a whole lot other than the fact that he has the stupidest looking power up. I have seen in power Rangers yet. You mean you don't like all the little faces? <laughs> Good grief. When he go does his little battleizer thing, because his gimmick is that he can t- do the legendary mode, but he taps into all the sixth Rangers. It's like this show is borderline self-aware with its archetypes. I'm just saying. Right. And when he tap, he, apparently he can just switch to some of them. So he can switch to the six Rangers, which funny enough, the first Sentai to have a six Ranger was you Ranger. So Power Rangers got in on the ground floor with that. Mm. So we can re- so his footage they could just use all of it because you know we recognize all of them. But then he does his little battleizer thing where it he has this gigantic set of shoulder pads with a breastplate and the breastplate is covered with six ranger faces and I'm like do you realize how stupid you look? And his finishing move is he can summon he can summon the spirits of all the six rangers and they do an in like a, a they do an individual attack on whatever the monster yeah. of the week is. Which I'm not too I, I'm not bothered by that so much, but and his just, weapon is a tri his weapon is a trident by the way. Yeah, which again I don't mind that too much. Which I did not notice, which I just noticed. I noticed it like on probably the last episode or so, like all of our, because we, we didn't, we haven't really talked a lot about the costumes for well, these. I Rangers. was going to say, let's talk-, talk about the costumes right now. Okay. Well, I, okay. So I'll start with, since we're on Orion, I want to start there. Um, 
I, because all the motif for Megaforce is angels. And so yeah. they have the oh, different, they have, it's very, like, Orion is silver. Orion is silver. So <clears throat> Megaforce has a very angelic theme to it. Like they have like the little short coats, like the vintage sort of uh, turn of the century short coats in like built into their. Yeah, into but they're their, not actual uh, coats. It's just, suits. it's just the design. Yeah. Right. It's just the design. It's like little short vests or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, so that's kind of cool. It plays into the it, kind it, of winged crests on yeah. their chests and things like that. Right. It, it plays into the whole, it plays into the theme. And if you notice, if you notice the, um, the symbol that's, uh, on, I think it's on Gose's head. If you take all of the symbols on the chest, of these Rangers and combine them together. It makes the symbol that's on Gose's forehead. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice that? I did not know. No, I okay. think I kind of did, but yeah. So it, it it's all, it's good. It creates good continuity visually. So mm-hmm. I don't mind the suits from Megaforce. Um, too much white though. The there's a panel. lot of white. That, yeah. There's, there's a lot of white to them. Like we complained about how there was very little white with, with jungle fury was just black and whatever the primary color is. Yeah. But there's a lot, but there's a little bit too much white with these, with these suits, but I I don't have a problem with them. They're not all that. They're not very, they're not very unoffensive. They're not um, very offensive to me visually to look at. No. Um, The super mega force team. However, when we switch over to the, to the, the pirate motif, I actually like those suits more. And what I find in, and what I find really kind of interesting about those is their helmets are supposed to resemble uh, little pirate hats, except for Orion's, which is a bandana mm-hmm. and an anchor, and his, and his yeah. face visor is an anchor. Yeah, and it almost looks like sunglasses. Mm-hmm. It yeah. almost looks like, as I think the Sentai that became Beast Morphers was right after this one. It was right after Gokaiger. I could I, be wrong on that, but it, it reminded me a little so... bit of the Beast Morpher suits. Mm-hmm. I think so because, well, kind of, but the beast morphers suits and we'll talk about it more in depth when we get there, but, um, they're a little bit more tactical right, than right. this. Yeah. This these, is, this is, this is pretty traditional power Rangers for the most right, part. Right. But I do like the fact that that looks like they're actually wearing coats, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, although I, I'm just going to say this right now, Troy's go counterpart has one of the best names ever. Captain Marvelous. Mac, Captain Marvelous. Yeah. Captain Marvelous at your service. Yeah. Yes. So Gokaiger wins just for that. <laughs> yes, quite. Yes, quite. Yeah. When, but when you were looking at the Megaforce. Did y'all notice how like uh, just the guys, their, their visors had kind of some angular, you know, I guess like visor. I don't know what you call it, but uh, there's some, some angles to them a little bit. Mm hmm. I, I kind of oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen that on a on a Power Ranger helmet before. I like those. I, oh, you yeah. mean uh, you mean uh, that the visors for the male Rangers looked a little bit more angular? Yeah, like the the, the black visor part had like different like dimensions to it. Like the Red mm. Rangers had like a a crease down the center because he was a dragon. Mm. And mm. uh, I, I like those. I thought those looked pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. actually, that's something that kind of goes all the way. I think that goes back to at least. In space, right? Because we were remarking about that. The helmet designs for the Space Rangers look, from a distance, they look basically the same except for their color scheme. But then when you actually zoom in, you can well, tell that goes... the, the visors on the the girls are have are, are rounded and softer. 
Well, it goes all the way back even to Mighty Morphin because uh, Kimber, uh, because Mighty Morphin Pink, her helmet visor is a lot softer mm-hmm. uh, than the rest of the crew. But it, but we did talk about that when we talked about in space where the different shapes, uh, the different shapes uh, from the from the from the boys to the girls that the, the girls did have softer shapes. Right. It seemed the it seemed to be right. Or they all had different shapes, I should say. Right. But what about Ultra Mega Force? God, you talking about uh, fishbowl fishbowl mode? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I called it uh, gumball machine mode. Yes, that's what gumball they're... machine. That's what it, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. Uh, I can't remember what that's we talked. What, talk, what we said? But... Like I'm just like I'm just waiting for gu- like gumball exploding gumballs to fall out of the thing or something. It's just... that's what yeah, I, I... they had this big. I like the chess ahead, piece, Mitch. but I, I was say I like the chess piece, but I didn't like the the, the whole sword where it looks like he had a big fish bowl on the bottom of it. Right? Uh, yeah. 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 The chess piece is is really gaudy. Like it's really really gaudy. Yeah. I just like I, the, but... the black and gold uh, motif that they had going for it, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's just this is I, not a case I... where the power up mode looks better than the regular suits. <laughs> I enjoyed. I enjoyed both sets of suits. I like them more aesthetically than I thought I was going to. I prefer the super mega. I prefer super over just regular mega force. Uh, I prefer the pirate motif because the balance, mm-hmm. uh, th- those suits feel a little bit more balanced to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the ornateness of the mega force Rangers, the, the angel motif, right? Which I really, and it's something that I kind of noticed. Uh, it took me, a, it took me an episode or two to really notice it, but like all of their animals, the way they're etched in the sides of their helmets was really cool. Uh, specifically, uh, Jake's, uh, Jake, Jake, the snake. There we go. Jake's he's, he's, he's Oh my Jake's gosh. How, we, how did I not think of that? <laughs> it just, it just dawned on me. He's Jake. Jake he's the Jake snake. the snake. Oh my gosh. Jake the Snake hauling. There we go. Uh, <laughs> that'll make Chris happy. Uh, <laughs> Does he have Damien with him? You know, uh, maybe I, he, he. They should have made him DDT somebody. Why didn't you DDT oh. somebody? <laughs> That's so funny. That is so funny. Jay just dawned on me. Jake the Snake. Ah. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, oh boy, that's pretty good. Any more thoughts on the actual suit design? Uh, I will say this: the pirate version seems to be the more popular of the two because that tends to be mm-hmm. what people default to in the fandom. That's the one. That's the one that people cosplay a lot more to. Right. That I've noticed, and like in when battle see... for and in battle for the grid, that's the version of Gia that is in there. Is the pirate suit? I, I feel like it it's looked, the most. It looked better with the collar and stuff. Right. Than the other suits. Yeah. It it is I will say it is definitely the most distinct of the two. Because mm-hmm. you, you I feel like you have to work a little bit hard to distinguish the, the first Megaforce suits from say what we've seen prior. Um like they almost like if like if you just kind of blink and if you just blink and you miss it, they almost remind you a little bit of the Operation Overdrive suits in a way mm. um, uh, or even a little bit of the RPM suits, except RPM had that big, um, those seat belts across the chest. 
Um, so just remember, uh, but, it's yeah. not spandex. <laughs> it's not fucking spandex. Uh, anyway, anyway, but yeah, I don't have a problem with these suits. the The pirate suits definitely stand out more, and I cannot wait to talk about the legendary Megazord and that hat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, are we ready for supporting cast? Let's get ready oh. for some. Let's get through the supporting <laughs> cast. I'm claiming my first one. Rentmaster activated. Congratulations, Nosei. You are the worst mentor in all of Power Rangers. I thought Mentor G was terrible. You are the worst. I don't care if you're Zordon's protege. Where the f- have you been? Congratulations, Nosei. You are a bootleg Zordon, and you break continuity so f***ing bad. For an anniversary season, the worst thing an anniversary season could do is shatter continuity. And you did it. Where have you been? You've been sleeping all this time until the Earth was in danger. Do you realize how many times that Earth has been in danger, and you're still taking your f***ing nap with your solar panel bootleg Alpha, Ugh. mother, and then who the, the you keep telling the Rangers that they you, know, you keep acting like the Rangers are trying to earn these power ups and these Zords that you get. You are mother king Oprah with power ups. <laughs> you get a power up and you get a power up. Did you breathe on that flower? Here's a power up for you. <laughs> what the. F- and then you're almost never around. Your involvement is incredibly low. And then when you actually have advice, you either point out the obvious or you say, I got nothing. You suck. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> do you do you feel better now, Marchand? Oh, I have been holding that in so much. Yeah. Oh, so much. I hate Gosei so much. Okay, so I'm not going to hate on Gosei as much as you, although I do despise Gosei. My biggest my biggest gripe with Gosei, and you pointed it out so eloquently just now, Nathan, um, that that it seems as though Gosei that it seems as though that the Rangers could fart and get a uh, a special power. <laughs> no, that's no joke. The Quite possibly the worst monster of the week ever. Yeah. So, I mean, it, a lot of the power-ups, they, they they do their best. The show does its best to justify them. Like, Rangers, you have, uh, you have, uh, you have shown courage. Here is this ultra-powerful Zord power-up. Or, Rangers, you were nice to somebody today. Here's another special weapon. Or, Rangers, you were able to get out of bed and put up with all this b- Here's another power. <laughs> Rangers, you were on Megaforce. Here's, Here's a power up. It's a pity power up. That's what it is. You know, another thing that really annoys me these Rangers are apparently canonically known as the Mega Rangers. Like, no, there are Mega Rangers who are infinitely superior in Super Sentai. Don't steal this name. <laughs> right. So, so in all jokes aside that like, that was my biggest gripe with Gosei because he felt like for someone who's supposed to be, you know, Zordon's protege or, or what have you, he really didn't add a whole lot to the season outside of just being an exposition machine 
and giving them random power-ups that they did yeah. not quite earn. Well, Zordon was better at being the exposition machine. By the way, he's voiced by Jeff Dolan. We should mention right. Well, the voice is good. I, I, I will say, I do... Oh, like he's the trying vo- so hard to sound like Zordon. The voice... The voice, oh, the voice acting is trying so like it almost can. It almost had me fooled. Like the first time I heard the voice, I was like, "Is that, is that Mister Fielding? Crap! Did they get Mister Fielding to come back for this? Jeez, um, that would have been awesome, but or not? Not awesome for not awesome for Mister Fielding. But um, anyway, yes, Gosei is trying incredibly hard to be Zordon. And, you know, adding that weight of, oh, I was Zordon's mentor and I am the keeper of the powers. I was sent here to Earth in case something bad happened. Well, where have you been, sir, for the last 30 years? Use uh, my action figure collection to give yourself more power. If that's all it takes, then I am the most powerful podcaster (laughs) on planet Earth. Um, Anyway, I I didn't care much for Gosei. Mitch, go ahead and and say your piece about Gosei. I couldn't figure out why if he's got all these power ups, why does he wait till the Rangers are getting their ass kicked before he gives it to them? Oh, wait, wait, wait! Here you go, Rangemaster activated. Well, he wants to wait until they're getting their ass kicked, and then they're over there dying, going, "Please help me!" And then he goes, "Oh, here's a here. Take this card." You can you can power up with this card. Let me let me let me put it in here. And it's your Power Ranger Visa. Here, take that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, What's that's the other wallet? gimmick in this is the card power up because we're getting more and more toyetic as we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's what's in what's in your morpher? Um, yeah, but there there's a meme for us. Uh, <laughs> I'm just the uh, argument could be made that because he's Zordon's protege, he's younger and less experienced. But I'm yeah. still chucking this up to terrible writing. I mean, basically, he, I mean, I'm he has I'm, a cheeky I'm, head on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he is he's a freaking oh idiot. god oh god does anyone remember does anyone remember Freaky the old Deaky? show in the 90s no oh. does anyone remember the show in the 90s uh legends of the oh, hidden yes, temple, temple. It was a, that's exactly what yes. i thought <laughs> yes it was a it was a what, what would you call that nathan like an action game show or Basically, something yeah. yeah it's like an action it's adventure game type show. game show but it's at least his show. mouth it's moved a, <laughs> this is true. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, yeah go say more like no say. Yeah, <laughs> bringing that mm-hmm. back. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh boy, but I I loved Legends of the Hidden Temple. I wish we were doing that. I wish we were talking about that. But um, I wish we were talking anyway. about a lot of things. <laughs> But that is my main issue. But that is my main issue with Gosei is everything feels everything that he's doing feel he's just handing out powers left and right without them actually doing a whole lot to earn them. Yeah, it's, and I it's, un, and I understand. I understand. Hang on. I understand that it's 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 to help move the plot along and to help pad and, and to help pad what's going on with what's going on in the scene with dialogue to try to go along with it, which is another problem that Megaforce has is that when it is, when it is, when it shows scenes from the Sentai and they're doing goofy stuff, they say they just put goofy dialogue on top of it. Like the, the scene with, um, Oh God, what is it? Emperor, Emperor. Oh shoot. Mavro. Emperor. Emperor. Yeah. Emperor Mavro. Sorry. I was blanking on the name. 
basically, I don't know what the actual dialogue was in, in the Sentai, but he just sits down <laughs> and the goofy dialogue that they lay on top of it is, I don't even need to stand up to defeat you. And <laughs> okay. Like, that was, that was actually kind of cool until he stood up. <laughs> right. Right. I was so, like, if you seriously want to make this guy look cooler than he is by actually having him just mop the floor with the Rangers while sitting on his throne and still beating them up, that's cool. But then you stood up. My my biggest gripe, honestly, my biggest gripe with Megaforce is not the aesthetic. It's not the nostalgia Rangers. It's not even really the the Rangers proper. It's not even our team all that much. It's the sloppy dialogue and really it's the sloppy dialogue and campy writing. Like the, the writing in this show feels like it's holding the hands of its audience. And I cannot stand that. And I understand. I hear people screaming at me on the other side of the podcast saying it's our kid show. Yes, I know it's a kid show. I'm well aware, but you can still have really good dialogue for a kid show. Also, and if this you're show going to be campy, at least be charming. Right, right. You know, Mighty Morphin was campy. Mighty Morphin, Mighty Morphin, I can, after watching all of these seasons, I can admit that Mighty Morphin, at best, is a mid-tier season. It's a lot of fun. It gets propped up a lot for being the first. And I'm willing to prop it up for being the first. I love, I adore Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like, I would rather sit and watch Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on repeat than watch Megaforce again, if I'm being honest. Um, or I'm sorry, let me take that back. I would watch the worst episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on repeat before I would watch the entire series of Megaforce again. Wow. In my humble in my humble opinion. Uh I would put I would put Food Fight on repeat before I would watch <laughs> Megaforce again. Um I thought you liked that one, but anyway. <laughs> well, I it's whatever, it's fine. Um <laughs> but that's the main problem I have. That's the main problem I have with Megaforce is the really shitty writing. The dialogue specifically. The dialogue specifically is what gets me. And I understand, again, it's a kid's show. I get it. Whatever. It has yeah, to hold the hand of audience. It's saying it's a kid show is not an excuse for poor writing. It's not. I agree. It's not. It's not. It's not an excuse. But people make it an excuse. And, and some of those opinions are valid because, yes, it is a kid show. So there is you have to give it some grace because it's a kid show. But at the same time, we have seen Power Rangers at its best looking at you time force mm-hmm. uh, looking at you SPD. And we've seen Power Rangers at its best. And it's still a kid show, but it's written well. And the dialogue works and the dialogue doesn't sound like it's forced. That's my main gripe with Megaforce. Sorry to get on that soapbox, but there it is. Right. Also to anyone who wants to use the, it's a kid show excuse. One word Pixar. (laughs) Anyway, true. are we, I I feel like I had something with Gosei and then. Michael we got, got on his soapbox and I kind of forgot it. I, we got distracted. We got distracted by legends of the hidden temple. Yeah, we did. We did. I think I was going to, I had something, but I, I can't remember what it was. If it comes back to me, I'll bring it back up. But now let's talk about the other half of the, of these bootleg characters. Tenso. Oh, AKA solar panel alpha. Solar panel alpha yeah. five. Okay. So a I will give by, Tenso, what is it? Estevez Gillespie. Yeah. So I will give Tenso credit 
I will give Tenso credit for one thing, and I'm going to pass this thing to Mitch because I feel like I've ranted enough. I will give Tenso credit for doing one thing, and that's being adorable. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that, that CGI is a little suspect, though. Yeah, well, you know, it's it was the it was low budget Viacom, Disney Channel, whatever. What can you expect? Anyway, Mitch, what were your Nickelodeon? What were your uh, well, yeah, thank you. Uh, Nickelodeon. What were your thoughts on Tenso, Mitch? Nathan, I need I need a favor. Uh oh. Oh no. I need you to hit Another the button. Wrenchmaster activated. I don't understand why this short circuit <laughs> wannabe little I, I don't under um, it makes me mad. Every time he came on screen, I just wanted to kick it across the room. It, it just comes in with his little screechy voice and Oh guys, what are we gonna do? Just, just oh. Dude, he had no purpose. There was no reason for him to be. He's over in the corner fixing stuff with no arms. He goes out and gets lost when they can teleport. What? I, there was no purpose for this character other than to annoy the living hell out of me. I hated this character. I literally, I did. I just wanted to punt it every time I saw it on the screen. Do you need Is a it- moment? <laughs> Is it, is it fair to say that a Roomba would have done a better job? Yes. <laughs> At least it would have accomplished a goal. Okay, Mitch. Tenso or Jive Talking Alpha 6? Jive t- Talking Alpha 6. <laughs> At least Alpha would do stuff like fix things, where Tenso just like talked about fixing things. Uh-huh. I have to say, he was so impractical. It's like, what are you even going to do? Like, how are you going to go from Alpha and then go twenty years in the future, and this is this is the robot we got? A and solar we, panel and on see, wheels. And see, here's a here's the other problem I have with Tenso, and we talked about this, Nathan, when we talked about well, we talked all through Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, where essentially Alpha Five and Alpha Six, you know, when Alpha was on screen, Alpha was there to be the hands and feet of Zordon. Mm-hmm. Because Zordon was stuck in a tube. There was only so much that Zordon could do ex- outside of just offer wisdom and encouragement to the Rangers mm-hmm. and be the exposition machine. Like mm-hmm. there's only so much that Zordon could do. So you needed a character like Alpha to be the hands and feet of Zordon to actually do things and actually interact with our Rangers. Tenso does not even feel that feel that role because Tenso doesn't have arms and legs. He has wheels and a head. And that's it. And solar panels. Like, and solar panels. Like I did not see, unless I missed it. And if someone else, if someone else can point it out to me, I'm more, I'm more than happy to go rewatch it. Yeah. But I didn't even see little robotic arms protruding out of his body. I did not see that at all. At least if they could have, if they could have at least done that, I would have been more willing to, to uh, go along with the idea of Tenso because Tenso is supposed to be, at least in my opinion, the hands and feet of Gose because Gose is just this big head on a wall. He's a big tiki head on a wall <laughs> and that's wall. it. <laughs> Bolted to a wall and he can't do anything outside of just, you get a power up today for sne- uh, for just being you. For sneezing. <laughs> for sneeze. I almost said for sneezing, but whatever. Um, but Tenso, Tenso could have been so much more. And I think that's what pisses me off about Tenso the most is because Tenso could have been, I know what they were going for. They were going for that alpha five type character, 
but ten, but they flubbed the duck because they just didn't know. They just, they just didn't execute it well. Yeah, they just didn't execute it well. And what's the most that they actually do with him, other than be useless in the HQ? He has a funny little episode where, much like Short Circuit, he gets struck by lightning, forgets who he is, and then gets lost. Yeah. And magically, nobody sees the funny little robot going around. I. Look, okay, so I will. I stand by what I said. I stand by what I said when I first mentioned Tenso. Tenso is adorable. That 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 episode makes him even more makes him even more endearing. I get it, and he's cute. He's a little cute little robot thing. Okay, whatever, fine. But he really is kind of useless outside of that. And what kills me is Outs- talking about Gia doesn't get a focus episode, but Tenso does. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, so so okay, fine. So tense. So let me let me retract a little bit. So tenso. Okay, fine. He fixes things off screen at some point. <laughs> okay, whatever. I'm I'm trying to like I get that argument. I get it. But for the most part, he's kind of useless because he because I because what he's the role that he's supposed to fill he can't because the the designers for this show the the showrunners the people that are producing the CGI whatever didn't think to themselves, Hey, if we're going to have a character like Tenso, he should probably at least have arms. It's okay for him to have wheel feet, but maybe he should have arms and not just a head. Yeah. (laughs) This whole show is a nostalgia grab. So we're supposed to have all these characters that are basically echoes of mighty Morphin. Mm -hmm. Tenso is the worst echo of alpha I think they could have come up with. Yes. Right. I'm sorry. I will take alpha. Every they should day. have been just, they should have just recycled an old alpha suit. Alpha and just, seven. There you go. I'll take alpha Decca. seven. There we go. She's just a voice. I'll take her. Oh yeah. Or Decca. Decca was she, at least... she got blown up. <laughs> she blew up with yeah. the mega ship. Oh, like I would, I would, I don't even know. Like I get it; they're trying to make new characters. I don't know what was, but Saban had to have had access. Now it could have been just the fact that the suit was unusable at this point, but they could have at least brought back Alpha Seven. You know, bring back Alpha, like do Alpha Seven, like update this because the last Alpha suit that we saw was the one from um, Overdrive. Was the one from what? Well, it was the one from, yeah, technically it was the one from Overdrive. So that suit looked really good. It looked good. So they could have used that if they wanted to. But, you know. Oh, well. Oh, well. So probably speak- would, but, huh? Go ahead. Nah, I'm done. Go ahead. Let's move on. I was just going to say, <laughs> speaking of goofy nostalgia grabs, we have another Ernie. Yes, which is, yeah, we played by... Uh, Oh God, Shalish, uh, yeah, Shalish, That works. Yeah, we're sorry. My we're apologies so sorry. if we messed it up. So this is, uh, so this is this season's way. This is Saban. This is Saban's way of paying tribute to classic Ernie, played by Richard Grinnell, because Richard Grinnell uh, passed away, I believe, in two thousand and nine. If I'm not mistaken, I'll have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure he passed away in 2009 before this show even aired. So this is this. So to continue the nostalgia grab, this is a tribute to that character. 
Which I, I didn't mind the character. He, he was a little over the top goofy, but he's all right. <laughs> but once again, he didn't really do anything. I feel like, yeah, I feel like original Ernie actually did things. Yeah. 2008, actually. He would give little advice. Okay. Stuff. Yeah. He would. Yeah. He would sit and listen. He would sit and listen to the, to the Rangers. He would, uh, he would actually like put on events. He was really big into like putting on like the, the, the karate, the martial arts events there at the juice bar. Um, he was just, he was a lot more proactive than this version of Ernie. Right. I feel like, I feel like they could have named that. I feel like just using the name Ernie was essentially just a tribute. That's all it was. It was Ernie right. in name only. Right. Right. And he just, he's just managing their hangout spot. He, he gives Orion a job. I think he mm-hmm. tries to, he gives Emma a job for a little bit, but he doesn't dispense advice or anything like that. He's much more comical. So we got a more comic relief. He's, I don't know if, Mr. Prajapati actually sounds like this, but that accent is crazy thick. <laughs> is is this is this the first? Correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan, but I think this is the first time we've seen a um, a character of um, uh, Middle Indian? Eastern descent, Indian, Middle Eastern, whatever descent in uh, Power India Rangers. Is not Middle East. But... Okay, so Indian. De- this is the first time we've seen a, a character of Indian descent in Power Rangers. Yes. Think so, but I, think I could so. be wrong. I'm sure the listeners will, with attitude, will tell us if we're wrong. Yeah, uh, listeners. Yeah, listeners. If if we're incorrect on that, but I believe that this is the first time we're getting of we're getting someone of Indian descent on on yeah. on a Ranger show. Right. So in that regard, it's important. But outside of that, well, outside of that, and it just being Ernie in name only, and kind of reca- trying to recapture that Mighty Morphin aesthetic there's really not a whole lot about Ernie that, that that's, that's, that's really worth talking about. He just gave Orion a job. He will, he pals around with the Rangers a little bit. He's that, he's sort of that he's, he's less of the father figure or the big brother figure that the original Ernie was and more of just another friend. Right. Have y'all ever seen the, the movie Encino man with a poly? Yes. Very long time ago. Every time they, every time they went to the juice bar, all I could, think of was because they had the Indian guy at the, in that movie, Polly Shore going up squeezing the juice. <laughs> I thought that every time they went to the juice bar in this show. <laughs> squeezing the juice. <laughs> the vibes. Wow. I had to blow uh, some dust off of those files. <laughs> that, that, that's, Polly what, Shore. that's what brought to mind every time they went to the juice bar in the show. Right. Right. Uh, can we watch Encino Man instead? <laughs> <laughs> all right so next we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about mr kaplan i mean mr mr burley well yeah except um, mr burley's not the principal he's just a teacher this, he's just a teacher More yeah. comic wow. relief. this show is overdosing on comic relief <laughs> yeah he's he's mr burley is a combination of miss appleby and mr kaplan right he looks like mr kaplan but he acts or he he's a teacher like miss app Miss Appleby, but he's kind of like he's a little bit goofy, like uh, Mister uh, or uh, um, Professor Phenomenus. Yeah, yeah, except I feel like the, played by Ian Harcourt. By the way, I just I feel mm-hmm. like 
all they wrote for this guy's character is absent-minded professor. And like, that is the only defining characteristic. And he takes a lot of abuse. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's there for the slapstick comedy. Yeah, he really is. And occasionally he'll give a, a bit of a lecture in class that tries to touch on what the show thinks its theme is, Mm -hmm. but that would require that it had any substance. (laughs) Mm. And I just don't have a whole lot to say other than comic relief and absent-minded professor who is into cryptozoology. And I'm like, why does anyone think that any of this can't be real? Did you forget what universe you're in? Well, that's not, that's not even the thing that I'm, concerned about why is he teaching cryptozoology uh in high school that doesn't sound like uh that doesn't sound like a very productive course to be taking it's an elective i mean yes (laughs) it sounds like an elective yeah he wasn't he he was in water horse in 2007 by the way uh did not know that well that makes that wasn't the water horse about the luck monster (laughs) yes it was actually which is kind of which is kind of funny yeah (laughs) They should have turned the Loch Ness monster into a monster of the week. That would have been great. <laughs> the Water Horse is a good movie. He was also in Pete's Dragon, by the way. The remake? Yes, the live action. Huh. The live action remake. Huh. Yeah. I was trying to see if he was still I was actually trying to look him up to see if he was still alive. That's what I was looking for. Um <laughs> His last movie credit was in 2021, so there's a good possibility he's still alive. Okay. Well, yeah. I I'll give I'll give Mr. Harcourt credit. He plays the role well. I just mm-hmm. don't feel like yeah. they gave him a whole lot to work with. Yeah, he's there for the con he's there to be the comic relief. You got anything, Mitch? I just he really Noah's really the only person that ever interacted with him. Jake might have had two lines with him, but he's just kind of yeah. an afterthought, really. Oh uh, well, except yeah. for a couple of those classroom scenes. Yeah. Yeah, there was the one I liked. The, I liked that they put the bookend on um, in Megaforce. Um, I think it's the first episode where he's talking about the resiliency of humans. And no, then they, he's and asking they a, what species will last. Oh, longest, yeah. Oh, that's basically. right. That's right. What yeah, species will last? Like, uh, Emma says like insects because the a lot of the villains in season one are insects. And then Noah says robots. And then Troy stoic. Mighty Troy says, no, it will be humans because we are very resilient. Mm. <laughs> and then there's a night and then they book in that later on in the right. season. Yeah. Right. Which is nice. Right. So anyway, we, now we have to get through a cluster because it's the village oh. section. And this section oh goes on for days. Because they change every two episodes. Yeah, yes. well, the Zord section goes on for even more days. So yeah. I hope you're ready. If you thought Wild Forest had a lot of Zords, I think the only reason Wild Forest is still considered to have the most Zords is because it was technically one season. And since this is actually two, if you put them together, yeah. I think Mega Force wins. Mm. But if you go by one season at a time, no. Yeah. Anyway, so, so- our first faction and here's the goofy thing other than the quote-unquote toxic mutants all of these factions of villains are supposed to be related 
So Warstar and the Armada, they're supposed to be related. That's where it gets goofy. So Warstar, our first batch of villains. Our boss for this one is Admiral Malcor. Falcor? No, not Falcor. Uh, Mothra? No. The Mothman. Mothman. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm so... The Crystal Lady? The I, I, what, no. It, the, okay, I'm so confused. Uh, voiced by Campbell Cooley. It's a cool design. It is, yeah. But he's every other boring Power Ranger villain we've seen. There's just mm. not a lot to him. And the only thing that's interesting is that he's technically not the highest man on the totem pole. He's, mm. you know, he's Admiral Malcor. He's an officer for he's the other He's not Emperor villains. Malcor. Yeah, he's not. It's not like we're dealing with an. It's not like we're. Uh, which I will say that, as far as the villains are concerned, I that is one thing I did like about Megaforce is we start because typically we start with Emperor so and so or Queen so and so. We're starting like top rank. We're, with this, we meet a bunch of generals and admirals, like lower ranked individuals, and they save the actual emperor, the main guy, for the end. And I mm. and I like that part. Again, sloppily handled here. <laughs> I mean, sloppily handled, yes, but still, I, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to polish this turd, Nathan. If you'll let me, um, it, a turd is still a turd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Admiral, Ad, Admiral uh, Malcor, barring it just being just a really cool like yeah. moth uh, emperor yeah, I, butterfly. I like, his, I like his mantle, his cape, which mm-hmm. looks like moth wings. It looks kind of cool. You, mm-hmm. Michael, you and I are Godzilla fans, so we're thinking of Mothra a little bit. Yes. And yes. So I will give the design credit. And then they they have him do the cocoon thing later with the big hexagonal walls and things like that. So he goes away for a couple episodes, and he, he says, I'll be more powerful later. But then when he comes out, of like, nothing changed. <laughs> he seems the same yeah. to me. Yeah. Visual, visually, there's nothing that changed. Because typically, when we get, like, a, a big bad, this is, I'm going to go be, I'm going to go be powerful. I'm going to go away for a little the while and, and come back more. Yeah, Trakina comes back more powerful. Typically, there's there's not just an a, there's not just a power set change, but an aesthetic change too. Mm-hmm. Mainly, it's a lot of times a very just an it's an aesthetic change. So there was none of that with 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 Malcor. Which okay, fine. Maybe there wasn't another version. Maybe there wasn't another suit they could have used to uh, give him the upgrade. So they just had to make do with what they had. Um, as far as like main villains go he's just as incompetent as everything else we've seen prior. So. I don't know if he's incompetent. It's, he's just typical. Right. He's just over arrogant. Maybe. Again, maybe. Just very oh, typical. we'll, we'll get, we'll get to the, we'll, we'll get to the armada here in a minute. I've yeah, got some yeah, thoughts. Yeah. And <laughs> then his right hand bug is Creepox. Voiced by Mark Mitchinson. Oh, is he related mm-hmm. to our guest, uh, Mitchinson? Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so he's a mantis. Yes, I actually like Creepbox a little bit. Yeah, it's again. Yeah, it's I like nice the design, design a lot. but you know. Well, they had a thing going with him and Troy for a while that could have been like Jason and Goldar. I mean, not nowhere near as legendary, but mm-hmm. you know, they, they had like mm-hmm. a little rivalry going. They just ended it really quick. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I I just I don't know what to, what to say about him. I wish they had kept him around longer. Yeah, I'll say that. I I thought he was a little bit more interesting than and more compelling than Mal uh, than Malcor. Right. You know, I, I he was genuinely threatening at points. I think like I was a little intimidated by this guy. He, yeah, he kind of had like the uh, the underhanded like you know deceitful stuff even against his own like against Brock and stuff, which was kind of neat mm-hmm. to see. But then, like I said, they. Mm-hmm. kind of got rid of him real quick <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's an insect supremacist <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the bugs <laughs> uh anything else <laughs> no there's really not much else to talk about with admiral okay or, sorry with a uh, creepox yeah okay so we'll move on to vrack uh voiced by jason hood vrack I would argue is probably the best main villain in Megaforce. He's also the only one that's in both seasons and he's kind of in two factions. I put him in war star because that's where he starts. Mm-hmm. Vrak is at first, we think it's just another general working with Malcor. And then we learn that. He's actually more important than we thought. He's actually one of the princes. So technically, I think Melkor actually answers to him. Technically, yes. Yeah. And then his brother is the villain for most of the next season. Then dad shows up and mucks everything up. (laughs) Right. Right. So at first, he feels more like he kind of fits the role of, say, like, what was the butler in Lightspeed Rescue? Oh, uh, Jinxer? Jinxer. He's a little bit he's more a, of a Jinxer. Like, he's the guy You're talking who, about Jinxer? Yeah, he's the, guy who's, he's the guy who, for most of the first season, just stands around and says, I don't know if this is going to work, but go ahead and try it. And I might try to, you know, Undermine take over you. myself. And, oh, look, I have bats. <laughs> yes. And I'm actually an evil angel. At yes. least in Ghostsager. Also, so I was Lucifer. a cyborg for a while. I'm weird. Yes. <laughs> I did like his variations and like his different armor, quote unquote, that he had. With like the, mm-hmm. the earth armor where he had like the Wolverine looking blades and stuff. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of different costumes. Mm-hmm. Well, different, you know, it's different modes because yeah, they called attention modes. to that in, in the last like a uh, couple of episodes of the series of, of Super. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He definitely was, he was probably, like I said, the, the most compelling villain out of all of them. Yeah, He was trying his hand at a bunch of different things. He tried robots because the insects weren't working. You know, he made one of the other villains that we'll talk about here. We actually met the suit actor for her a few weeks ago, which was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that actually until we got there. <laughs> <laughs> so... I wouldn't call him a top tier Ranger villain, but he's top tier in Megaforce. I think he's the top of this show, but <laughs> yeah, because he he's kind of acting independently. There's a little bit of competition going on because him and his brother Vakar they're competing basically to 
get the approval of their dad. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of a sibling rivalry there, but I don't think they actually have all that much interaction, which is a little unfortunate. Yeah. It, it would have been nice to see him on the show a little more just because mm-hmm. he did seem a lot more threatening than most of the other villains. So, mm-hmm. But then also got mishandled because of all the behind the scenes drama because they wanted to use him more and then they didn't. <laughs> and then they decided, hey, we need to pay off that Vrak is still alive after he got turned into a cyborg. So let's randomly condense the last six episodes of Gosager into two episodes and interrupt our Gokaiger footage for season two. Okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> The Sentai footage definitely makes him look better. I will say that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So, got anything else? <laughs> no, we can talk We can talk about the loonies. <laughs> no, 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 no. You said that wrong. Loogies. Sorry, we loogies. can talk about the, the loogies. Who? Which... The frick <laughs> in the gre- writer's gre- room thought this was a good name. Who greenlit that? Yeah. And then, and then they went with like these nice lime green suits. Uh, they mm-hmm. are from the Sentai. They are. But I, in the Sentai, I'm going to look up the, I looked up their Sentai counterparts name. What are they called? They are, they're called demon bug soldiers. But they don't really look like bugs. No, I, I well, actually, it's Demon Bug Soldiers BB, and they're named after B movie. They don't look like they just look like green putties. Yeah, basically, I, maybe that was the intention. They're supposed to look maybe. like green putties, but I don't know so putties, what these things loogies. are. But I think I would be a little offended if my group name was referencing the spittle spittle yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i don't have much to say about the loogies it's just they're there and they serve a purpose they're the henchmen they're the soldiers i don't know if they're the worst henchmen but i think they definitely win for worst name (laughs) for a henchman yeah they they win for worst name, but they don't. They're they're hands down not the worst henchman. I think that title still still belongs. I think to the Tyrannodrones. No, they just looked terrible. Well, they looked unmemorable. Right. Yeah, and then we or have- or I guess probably the the title for worst foot soldiers could go to the Z putties because they literally have a target on their chest, <laughs> but they're invincible until you hit it. Yeah, yeah, but you don't wear your weakness on your chest, though. That's Wearing a sign the, that says "kick me," <laughs> kick me. Yeah, it's not like they don't. They don't. You don't walk around with a big "kick me" sign on your chest. Eh, uh, I don't know. It's like, okay, I don't know. I, I was never impressed with the piranha drones. Piranha drones. Uh, oh yeah, the per- oh no, the piranha trons. That's about. right. Piranha-trons. Yeah, the big old you're talking about the piranha trons. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, you know, the fish, the fish men or robots. If they're trons, I guess they're robots. But in the movie, fish they're cyborgs. But in the movie, they're people with yeah. helmets. I, it's a, 
We don't talk about Turbo. Anyway. Zombats. Zombats. Okay. Zombats. <laughs> Which are actually robots. Yes. They are? Okay. And can. Yeah. He says yes, they're, yeah, they're robots. He says they're robots. Yes. They're robots is- and they can make monsters grow. Next. Yeah, basically. <laughs> All right. So then we get our second faction of bad guys that are on for a handful of episodes and just kind of take over the toxic mutants, because suddenly we have to get environmental when we have aliens invading. Suddenly I was having flashbacks to wild force. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. These, what were they in the wild force? Uh, Oh God. The, the, the orcs. Yeah. These not orgs. Yeah. The, their org, they were orgs in the, um... I mean, they went to the freaking animarium we don't meet anybody from Wall Force, not even the princess, and no one brings up the orgs. Except we don't for see the anything lion. but the lion zord. At some point, we need to talk about the kind of pointless cameos that happen in this. Other than one, mm. and there's one I will say wasn't pointless before well, we get to legendary battle. Uh, okay, so, so we're talking about before we get to legendary battle. Okay, yeah. so I was going to say the cameos in legendary battle were pretty cool. I have opinions. Anyway, so we have two <laughs> toxic mutants. We have Biggs, voiced by Charlie McDermott, and Bloofer, mm-hmm. uh, voiced by Jay Simon. Top tier names. Top tier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Biggs is a fat guy. <laughs> Some gelatinous blob looking thing. Big, yeah, big, Biggs looks like a great big he has, pile of shit. I, I, um, yeah. <laughs> Dragon Dagger. I, he has... A big old pot belly with a with a mouth and apparently eyes for nipples. Yeah, uh, and a magic but wand. but he looks incredibly more intimidating when you flip him upside down. And when I and what I'm assuming is his actual form when he grows the tendrils outside of his body. So that's kind of unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, they come along with their own batch of monsters, and they're all like, we were created by the pollution made by humans, and now we will destroy them and make the world even more polluted. Okay, go back to Captain Planet, We're going to make right? you... Yeah, we're, we're, their whole shtick is, we were born of pollution, and we've suffered. Now, we want the world to suffer like we've suffered, so we're going to yeah. pollute the world. Yeah, and so then, we're going to pollute the world. And yeah. Bloofer is... His as Biggs is general and he's a Sasquatch. He's, he's, a, he's, yeah, he's, a he's Sasquatch. not Bigfoot. <laughs> not Bigfoot. No, he's Sasquatch, and he yes. has a kind of warhammer. Not, not even a warhammer. It's a club yeah. that he yeah. that he awkwardly swings around because his arms can't get above his shoulders in that, <laughs> in that big clumsy suit. <laughs> You got anything okay. else? <laughs> no, we let's no next. Next. Okay. So then we had probably the second best villain in the entire show. Metal Alice, who I could have swore did that was not what they said when they activated her. <laughs> uh, let's just what, what say did you, what did let's you... just say it was shiny and metal. 
What did you think they said, Nathan? Let's let's tell it the listeners with attitude. Metal. <laughs> let's let's tell the listeners with attitude what you thought they said. <laughs> nope, I have a reputation. Where did your maintain. mind go? <laughs> Where did your mind go, Mister Marchand? Uh, uh, Keister, yeah, they, uh, donkey, <laughs> okay. donkey, yeah. donkey. <laughs> so you're basically you're you you thought they said metal ass. Yes, I'm like okay, <laughs> like okay. All right, I was fine. like, "What did you say, Mister Wreck? What?" Because he was because she, it's a robot woman, was made by Wreck because he mm-hmm. decided he needed to just start his own little rival faction, uh, right. voiced by Sophie Henderson and suit actor Motokuni Nakagawa, who we met yep. at All Monsters Attack, and we did not know. Very- until we went there and saw the collage we of, got and saw the collage of roles he has played on his poster we're like wait a minute we just saw that by the way yes. same name in the sentai and i feel like an opportunity was missed here her name is metal alice why i'm like why didn't she just combine the name she could be metalis because Ma- because metal, I'm assuming because metallus sounds a little bit too mask. Ma- I would say metallus sounds a little bit too masculine. It just mess with the pronunciation. Make it metallus. But that just sounds stupid. I just. And you would rather go with metal Alice? I'm willing to go with it, Nathan. That sounds, yes. like, that sounds like a band name. It sounds like somebody in a metal band. That's why I'm willing to go with it. It sounds like a really badass band name. Metal Alice! <laughs> playing. <laughs> Opening for Dragon Force. Metal Alice! <laughs> yeah. I'm just confused yeah. why Vron so, made a voluptuous robot. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, you know. It just seems like I, I, a strange I, I, thing to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With those, uh, I'm trying to. I was looking it up with the the funny hair and <laughs> and you know those uh, big old metal hips there. It's just weird to sit here and think that that's. I was kind of suspicious of it, but it's just weird to stop and think that's a dude in that suit. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how everyone lost their minds about when they found out that Taskmaster in the Black Widow movie was. Even though the character is supposed to be a woman, it was played by a man. I'm like, guys, Super Sentai has been doing this for years. Where have you been? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't say a word. Yeah. So she she loves her iPad, and she could turn her iPad into her weapon. (laughs) And she's always talking about the superiority of robots, and she makes robot monsters of the week, a couple of them, for Vrak. Mm. What else? She's apparently she's apparently invincible because she can auto repair herself. Yeah, because she yeah she when she gets healing. Yeah, she can. She has healing abilities or whatever they're. It's not healing abilities when you're a robot, but yeah, repair abilities. I guess it's too bad she you know they didn't keep her around. I mean, maybe we could have fixed her up with Prince Sprocket. That would have been great. Oh, that would have been fun. <laughs> but I don't have much. But she's the the voice act the voice actress or voice yeah the voice actress is great um the design is really crazy um actually maybe not sprocket you, you think gasket would have dropped archerina and married her 
Maybe Louis Kaboom. She seems like more of like Louis Kaboom's type. A oh, bit more, Louis Kaboom. Um, yeah, fix her up with Louis a Kaboom. Little, a, a little low. A, she's a little lowbrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on to the Armada. Uh, it's just not Vengex. I, I don't think. Mm. <laughs> actually, no, Vengex might have liked her more than Tanaya because she's actually a machine. Anyway, yeah, well, let's move on to the Armada, <laughs> who were our villains for season two. Not impressed. No. I will say, though, I will say that I I give I give Megaforce credit for the cliffhanger, the, the cliffhanger finale. Yeah, like I, I give I, Megaforce, I give Megaforce credit for that. I do. Yeah, and I will admit, and you and I said this when we were watching the season two premiere, we're like, why did this subtly get more cinematic? Because I felt like it was shot better, but then they stopped doing that after those first couple of episodes. Right, yeah. And the cliffhanger was resolved off camera. Mm -hmm. Nice job, Megaforce. (laughs) Yeah. So the Armada. Now, I... Do we want to start with the final boss or the actual replacement for Vrak? Because we should mention <sighs> Metal Alice turned Vrak into a cyborg after he was defeated by the Rangers. That was the big thing that she did. Right. And then Vrak disappeared with the promise of returning. Because the Armada was showing up and they were they assumed that he wouldn't be recognized. Right. Apparently. apparently. And then he came back, turned into one wing angel Sephiroth, and got himself killed. Right. After his brother died. So let's talk about his brother, Prince Vakar, voiced by Stephen Butterworth. Good Lord, if you ever needed <laughs> a British sounding name, Stephen Butterworth. <laughs> Stephen Butterworth, that's your server. Dubably. <laughs> Indubitably. Indubitably. Yeah, and that's basically the kind of character that Prince Vakar is. I hate Prince Vakar. If the idea was to make a snooty prima donna prissy bad guy and make him funny, didn't work. <laughs> they I think I think what they were going for was they were going for like the the aristocrat prince uh because the all all these villains have a very like turn of the century royal family vibe to them i can't stand prince vicar either because he whines so effing much my god i was wanting argus and some of the others to just shut him the hell up like yeah. he's incompetent, he's whiny, he's self-centered, he's obnoxious, he's narcissistic, he's uh he's not even a good opportunist because buttons? he's sc- Do you need the No. Buttons? He's 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 not even a good opportunist when he when an opportunity presents itself, he fucks it up. I mean, he's not even a he's not even a good villain. Yeah. He's not. It's it's a classic case of a weak villain. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I don't know. Maybe he's like this in the Sentai. Maybe his Sentai counterpart's better. I, I, and I, I like, that. but you, by undermining your villain, you undermine your heroes. And well, we'll get into that with legendary battle here. 
here's the thing. Here's what I, here's, here's, here's the thing that I think I knew what they were going, what I think I know what they were going for was that, you know, Prince Vicar is an idiot. He is the eldest son. He's the eldest son of this royal family. He's, he is the uh, heir apparent to the throne, but he's an idiot. And everyone under him knows he's an idiot, but they only serve him so that they can serve the empire because they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. bound by duty. They're bound by duty to the empire, but everyone on his crew knows he's an idiot. Yeah. Then what you should have done is used him not as your main villain, but as a foil for the real villain. You know, maybe you should have kept Vrak around and Vrak could be like, you're an idiot, but you're heir apparent. Or maybe one of the generals is like, he's an idiot. So I'm going to make sure that he actually accomplishes what he's supposed to do or something. Yeah, you could have you could have had like you could have had other villains kind of covering his ass the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what is it? What was the one? Um, Demarius or not? Demaris. Uh, um, Demaris. You could have had uh, Demaris get more involved by covering his ass the whole time, you know, because we have, we had that nice, we had that, I won't say nice, but we had that one scene where, um, uh, where Emperor Marvo is talking to Demaris saying, Mavro, where he's talking to Demaris saying, I know my I know my son is an idiot, but he's my heir. So make sure he doesn't screw this up. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's right. what it seemed like a lot of his generals were basically just there to make sure he didn't screw it up too much. Yeah. Right. But they and were that's the other thing about the Armada them. villains is they I feel like they might. I don't think they were designed by Keita Memia, but they feel like they were influenced by Keita Amemia because I kept getting flashbacks to Kamen Rider, Black RX, and Masked Rider because those were Amemia designs. Especially for a Argus. little, yeah. 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 Now, I will say this. Vakar occasionally had some lines that made me chuckle, and I wrote a few of them mm-hmm. down. Like, yeah. Lavera has oh, yeah. a plan that I came up with. <laughs> and what was... Actually, that's the oh, way I thought. I thought I wrote down some more than that, but no, that's the only one I wrote down. He did have one where huh. he's hiding behind Argus and the, the blue Ranger shooting at him. He's like, not the face anywhere, but the face. <laughs> and then he gets singed and he's like, Oh, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah. Ah, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I, can, I can, I can just see, I can see Argus just standing there under his breath saying pussy. <laughs> actually no way i did write down some other ones but i i didn't write his name down correctly but he you know he, here he had uh super mega hurry up and destroy them already i'm like thank you for making fun of this stupid name because <laughs> uh-huh. super mega force sounds like the name of a parody of power rangers right yeah oh and another one and who said you could be taller than me yeah <laughs> Why is it so hard to find good help that'll blow up these days? <laughs> like, okay, that was funny, but but other than a few nice incompetent villain lines, I couldn't stand him. And then he gets his own dang. So he gets his he gets Cyclopsis, his own Cyclopsis. Yeah, so that was a cool looking th- point, though. Yeah, it was a cool looking Zord, and but I'm like, you don't deserve this, you pansy. I, I did not. I, I shed no tears when he died. <laughs> I, 
so arguably worst villain worst main villain in power rangers so far Mm, I would say I, I would go on a limb and say that. Well, eh, we have Thrax, but true. I have I have I have personal animosity towards Thrax. Yes, we know. I mean, I don't like Vicar, but at least he was funny at some points. There, there's others that I just he was annoying. Yeah, and the des- and honestly, he's the design is really wild. Yeah, yeah. So at least top maybe top five. Are not with top five worse. Yeah. Oh, top five worst? Yeah. yeah, I'll give, I'll give, I'll, I'll say top five worst. Top yeah. five worst. Yeah, he's maybe like number five, possibly number four, but top five worst. Yeah. All right, let's quickly get through his henchmen because there's not a lot to say about any of them. Lavira, voiced by Rebecca Parr. She looks cool. Which they, which they try with her. They yeah. do try with her. I will say. Yeah, she looks cool. She had the weirdo episode where she fell in love with. She was well. Jake. She got a love potion Jake and fell in love with Jake, and she wants Jake's snake. Yeah. No, no, no. You get that one. Nope, nope. That was an undeserved rim shot. Also, he's an, underage. That was an undeserved rim job. Is that what you said? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I'll see my way out now. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, get out. <laughs> get out. Anyway, I'm just here. I, I'm just here to make dirty jokes and just po- and yeah, just yeah. And on. along those lines, Mitch, if you ever invite Michael over to your house, never leave him unsupervised with your action figures. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw, I saw that, the, uh, <laughs> that was just yeah. one of them. There were others. That's not even. That's not even the good angle, Nathan. You should have. <laughs> I, I should have sent you the good angle. I, I was did. waiting for that one, but that was the best I could. Uh, that was the best I could come up with. But like I said, that was that was just one of them. He did others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. There were others. Anyway, so. Lavira is the one trying to be competent. She makes the monsters big. I think she kind of she would also have a hand in recruiting the monsters of the week. And then she inexplicably during legendary battle has her own Zord that has her face on her chest and her eyes turn into boobs. Yes. <laughs> on the Zord. Yes. It's one of the weirdest looking, most questionable Zord designs I have ever seen. Right up with the right up there with the infamous train sentai Megazord. You talking about you talking about train penis? Yep. <laughs> okay. The one sentai that will never get adapted. <laughs> yes. At least not that scene. No. <laughs> I'm assuming it happens a lot, but yeah. probably. I don't have a lot to say about Lavira. I mean, I don't have a lot to say about any of these villains, to be quite honest with you. Except pretty much for, just like, the, make them grow, girl. <laughs> yeah, make them grow, girl. Oh, I bet she was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they had a butler who she was definitely making something grow for him. Hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm giving anyway. myself that. Yes, thank you. She was the fluffer. <laughs> if you weren't going to, I, w- I wish I had a soundboard. I would give you two of them. I offered to sell you this one, but... <laughs> Man, that's true. That is true. Dueling soundboards, uh, man. Just saying. As fun as that sounds. Anyway, uh, Emperor. Yeah, Demaris. Voiced by so John we were... Lee. John Lay. 
John Lay, I think. John Lay. So uh, he's there and he looks cool. Has a couple of nice fights from what I can remember. He's got a nice cape because we yeah. like capes around here, right? Uh, right. No, no. We love capes, <laughs> Nathan. No, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> but mm. Damaris, he at least has the uh, the one episode where he gets to stand out a little bit. As opposed to some of the others. Oh, what did he right, tell yeah. us about it? Because I think I forgot. <laughs> I, there's one where like he's imprisoned because he let Prince Vicar die, so they send him to get revenge. Oh, that's like his big one episode battle against all of them the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I actually am looking at that right now on the Ranger Wiki. Yeah, so he tries to redeem himself, and you know, we all know how that turned out. And then he gets replaced by a guy who. I barely remembered existed once the, the next big bad shows up. Yeah. And then we had Argus voiced by Mark, Wright, Which oh. is probably my favorite design of them all. Yeah. yeah again, he looks cool. Mm. Doesn't do a lot except he leads a few invasions, mm-hmm. but he looks cool. Yeah. Uh, again, some ri- looks very much like an Amemia design. Yes, and he actually he was involved in what I will mention later in one in in my award. Oh, Lavira's a princess? I missed that part. Oh. Okay. Anyway, she didn't seem like a she didn't seem like a princess, more like a drama queen. Thank you. I didn't know which way you were going with that. <laughs> no, I'll give you that one. Uh yeah, I think honestly the most memorable thing about Argus is he had a really cool fight with Noah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He was almost like a, just pretty much a personal bodyguard to Vicar the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's got a crazy helmet too. It covers up one of his eyes and he's got an asymmetrical design with the giant shoulder pad on the right side. Mm-hmm. He looks like C-3PO on crack. <laughs> Anything else? Nope. I'm good. Okay. Emperor Mavro. Voiced by Mike Drew. This is what happens when you let Lord Zed and the Predator have a love child. (laughs) I I don't know if I would even go that far, but okay. He's bootleg Lord Zed. I don't like him. I like this design. Yeah, that was about it. Yeah. But his personality is a lot of nothing. The voice voice acting is fine. Yeah, I I think the voice acting. I'm still with Chris Cook. Vengex might have been the last good villain voice. Oh, Chris is wrong. He's eating. He's eating too much Canadian bacon. He's wrong. Vengex is not very good. (laughs) You mean Uh, him? Who knows what they put in that Canadian bacon, right? Oh, I know. It's like yeah. they're probably mixing all kinds of like Canadian. Yeah. They're probably like trying to be, be some. It's probably like something ridiculous and trying to mix in like. Yeah. Ham, they they, they probably they ham. probably feed all those pigs that they make into the bacon a bunch of maple syrup. God only knows what that you know what that'll do to your oh, brain yeah. when you eat it. 
Oh yeah, like yeah, it's either that, and they're trying to like they probably dress all their pigs in flannel and make them chop and make them chop wood Mm -hmm. in the middle of the in the middle of of nowhere, Mm -hmm. Canada. You know, and then they either make them into bacon or turn them into mounties. Right. Yeah. They, Listeners with have, attitude, like, if if you're wondering why we are having this tangential conversation, is because there is nothing interesting to say about Mavro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the most interesting thing I have to say about Ma- about Emperor Mavro is at least he tried. He's a good pushing bag. <laughs> I'm going to make that a meme right there. Emperor Mavro, at least he tried. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like that sounds like a great uh, campaign slogan for a president running for reelection. At least I tried. (laughs) At least he tried, guys. At least he tried. But the only thing he did well was be a punching bag. He got hit a lot. Yeah. Well, and apparently Mavro has one tactical strategy i think he needs a military advisor but uh, or he needs a better one because he has one strategy superior numbers right yep i am going to unleash the power of my entire star spanning fleet of untold numbers of ships to conquer one the num- dang planet <laughs> the number the number shifts a lot from like thousands to ten thousands to millions and I thought I and I thought I I thought I heard them throw out the the word billions at at one point, but um, I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure on that. I know they said millions, right? And Mavro would have you think he rules the entire galaxy except for Earth. You know, in order to not completely shatter continuity here, I'm going to assume that that was a hyperbolic lie, <laughs> right? That's a bunch of bluster from this guy because that was a scare. That was a scare tactic. Yeah, it's a scare tactic. It's right up there with I am Lord Zed, Emperor of all I see. Yeah, he's trying to hologram himself out of his ship and he's like, (laughs) he's definitely he's definitely doing the Zed arrival scene all over again. Um Except I think Zed would eat him for breakfast. Well, I just don't. I just. I'm. Well, I think that. Uh, um, I. I what is? Oh shoot. Um, God, uh, Captain. Oh, I think Captain Mutiny would probably eat him for breakfast. Uh, <laughs> Diva Tox might eat him for breakfast. I don't. She'd laugh as she shot pork torpedoes. <laughs> Are you willing to admit that David Tox was at least a better pirate queen than Emperor Mavro? Mavro is not a pirate or a queen. <laughs> but is she at least more entertaining and memorable than Mavro? Yeah. Okay. She's still terrible, but at least more entertaining and memorable. She did destroy the command center, so she does have one up on on old Mavro, on old Mavi. Mavi? Mavi. Old Mavi. Old Mavi. Well, even if they did destroy the command center in this, it's not like they'd have been missing much. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sparse in there, isn't it? It's like <laughs> a couple of podiums. Except for the toy collection. The yeah. toy collection. I would think. 
all of us at this call would appreciate the toy collection. Just- and this is this is where this is where the thing with um with with collecting the ranger keys started too because right. you can buy these little ranger keys right. from and, from from Bandai. Right. And, and I think not, and not long after this They're very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and not long after this Ultraman copied this cuz they had the the Spark dolls in Ultraman mm-hmm. X. I like Ranger Keys more. It sounds it's not, they're not dolls or action figures, Nathan. <laughs> I am only telling you what they called it in the show. I'm just saying all of these Tokusatsu superhero franchises rip each other off the all the time. It's like DC and Marvel. They just rip each other off all the time. Oh, and Mavro has a general name who replaces Damaris and Argus. His name is Red Kerr. Nothing to say about him other than his design is fine. And he beats he's, people up during legendary battle. That's about it. He's um, he's definitely the 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 unhinged the unhinged uh, member of the crew, right? Like you, because you always have to have that. You always have to have the cold, calculating one. You always have to have the voice of reason. You always have to have the one that's just nuts, and it's animal, animal. <laughs> you know, you always got to have that guy. Uh, uh, you know what? Why didn't they have Muppets play the bad guys in Megaforce? That would have at least been fun. It would have been just as threatening. <laughs> I forgot his name. Could you imagine the big, like the big giant looking one running towards Sweetums? the Yeah, instead of Bloofer. <laughs> <laughs> Who could have been Mavro from Muppets? Gone? No. Not Gonzo. Uh, <laughs> the chef. <laughs> Beaker. <laughs> <laughs> Sam the Eagle could have been Prince Vicar. <laughs> you oh, are all weirdos. <laughs> oh, no, he could have been Mavro and just been, you are all weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> so Xborgs, the flat tops. Nice haircuts. Because you we, they carry them around in magnets, because that totally makes sense. It does actually make sense. We di- we discussed this, Nathan. Mm-hmm. I uh, th- those must be some very sturdy necks. I'm just saying, because uh, I don't but know ro- how they're... they would not just collapse under their own weight, dangling like that. Maybe, but you know, yeah. more robot henchmen. Well, as I a, as the a Quantrons and the Grinders. As a collective, like the Exborgs, Bruisers, and Royal Royal Guards, I kind of like yep. them because. You know, if they're an army, they're they're faceless. There's just a bunch of them, and it gives a little bit of structure to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we we talk and we've talked about. Go ahead, Mitch. Uh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say aesthetically, they weren't the best looking, but the idea of them wasn't too bad. Yeah, I feel right, like they we, were recycling the grinder sound effects for them. Maybe, uh, but I was just gonna say, just to piggyback off of what Mitch was saying, we've talked about it before. Where, like, now, like, uh, seasons have done this, where they have like the different. You, you, they're obviously foot soldiers, but they're they're different ranked foot mm-hmm. soldiers. 
Yeah. Like you have the grunts. Those are the ex-borgs. The, gr- the, the runts are the, gr- the, the runts are the ex-borgs. And I'm assuming that the ex-borgs have to report to the Royal guard mm-hmm. as who are the superiors red. who are red. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they, they get the, they get to do things like protect the prince and the emperor, you know, so again, Star Wars, and then the Bruisers are just extra large X Borgs with long, big arms that smash things. Which it was kind of neat that both the uh, Bruisers and the Royal Guards got to did grow giant a couple of times. So it was kind of neat to see. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah, for sure. All right, let's highlight a few monsters of the week. Do you guys have any, or is it just me again? Uh, I think it's just you again. Uh, but okay. I am going to. I, I am going to highlight, I am going to highlight Professor Cog because I see it on your list. Yeah. Uh, and the mess and the messenger was interesting. I'm just, that's all. And, and, and Robbie, the robot Rico, <laughs> whatever Robbie, it's Robbie, the robot. Uh, I think you're insulting Robbie by saying that. I was just, anyway, I don't really have a whole lot as far as monsters. I'm surprised of the you didn't a... want to bring up No Joke because No Joke is what made me want to rage quit Megaforce. I literally put <laughs> on to. I'm not. I don't have him on my list, but I'm like, I need to be paid to watch more Megaforce. <laughs> After I saw that episode, I'm surprised you didn't want to bring him up. No, no joke is just no joke to me. And I just don't think it's. Yeah, thank you. Uh... <laughs> the less said about no joke, the better. Anyway. Although I will say that no joke was the, the most compelling monster of the week. As far as monsters of the week go. How much crack are you on? I'm not on any crack, sir. Uh-huh. At least not today. Uh-huh. You too used to drink a lot anyway. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yes, I know. Yeah, sure. Because mm-hmm. I, I had two of the monsters that I thought were kind of interesting. One of one yeah, of them was yeah. Distractor. Uh, Distractor? Okay, tell us about Distractor. I liked him. He was the one that uh while Vrak was trying to get the, the sword of power or whatever they called it. The <laughs> uh I don't know. But uh like there's one scene where like the one of the rangers go to hit him and like before they even touch him he jumps away like oh you got me oh oh and he was fake of- being hurt yeah <laughs> yeah the sword of plot convenience he was like i'm here <laughs> to distract i mean destroy you <laughs> yeah the sword of co- plot convenience yeah i mean he was amusing but i think this is another case of power ranger naming conventions being a tiny bit on the nose <laughs> I'm a distraction. Get it? <laughs> yeah. And then I, I also like Bizarra. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was you funny. Know, for- anyone who here who listens to Henshin then will know about the infamous Bee Woman <laughs> from the original Comet Rider. This chick is Bee Woman on steroids. <laughs> I just thought it was funny for a kid show. You, you basically have a dominatrix out there whipping, you know, the, the guys around and making the, the girls fight each other. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, there was an episode of Star Trek that uh, Star Trek Enterprise that was like this because we find out that the Orions, the, Ori- the green skinned Orion women give off a pheromone that makes all the males go nuts and it makes all the women hate each other. So it's like, 
bring me all the men and make and make sure all of my rivals try to murder each other. <laughs> That's basically what this was. She calls his death by snoo snoo. Yep. <laughs> and then she makes God, poor Noah. <sighs> Had to give her a foot rub. <laughs> With the giant nails. I just thought it was funny. She's like wearing like the little corset looking thing. It's like, really? Of yeah. all things you could have you could have picked for the show. <laughs> Why not? You know, but uh the the handful that I wanted to highlight was you had the Shadow Serpent, which I really I I liked his design and his personality, and he had a really interesting gimmick. Mm. He eats people's shadows, and then that basically puts them into comas. I like that idea. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of like a Shikamaru from Naruto where he, like, he could freeze mm-hmm. them with their shadow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then as Michael hinted at, we had Rico the robot, which played on some of their kind of you know AI themes here. It's a little bit of like Robonite 2.0 here. And you know, so he was a robot made by Metal Alice that was supposed to kill the Rangers, but he didn't want to. Then he befriends the Rangers and then turns out that that was a ruse and Metal Alice kicks in his programming and he tries to kill the Rangers by turning into Mega Man. (laughs) (laughs) And then Emma, because the show cares about Emma and doesn't care about Gia, (laughs) she appeals to him and gets him to reject that programming. And then she saves him by apparently throwing him into space sure <laughs> it's megaforce <laughs> it's freaking megaforce all right now we have zords there's a lot of them you this goes on for days i don't know if, okay, I, if so- this was said on cast but this Technically, I would say has more Zords than Wild Force. The only reason Wild Force holds the record is because it was technically one season. This was split into two, but because it's using two Sentais, there's twice as many Zords. So if you take both seasons together, Mega Force wins because buy all our playsets and toys. I'm not going to rattle we... off all these individual Zords. Let's just talk about the combined Zords because otherwise we'll let's be here about, all let's... day. I was going to say, let's just talk about the good. Can we just talk about the good ones? There are good like, ones, like like not Q Rex <laughs> Megazord. Yeah, yeah. Well, for, okay. So first, go say great Grand Megazord, which is also the go say great Megazord, because apparently Gosei's got to have his name on everything, even though he sucks. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to say about the this Megazord. I I, just, I don't have a lot to say. About, yeah, I was going to say the I, design. I, honestly. Oh wait, Sorry. no, it's Gosei Great Megazord. Not then there's Gosei Grand Megazord. Then there's Gosei Great Grand Megazord. Yeah, yes. The, that is the son of the Gosei Grand Megazord, <laughs> which should be called Gosei Ground Megazord because that's what the freaking card says. But the announcer <laughs> anyway. either can't read or it too likes to lie to people. So, Mitch what are your opening thoughts on the Zords for uh, Megaforce and Super Megaforce? Uh, I mean, to me, the Gosei Great Megazord, which is the original one that they have, 
is to me that's yeah. the best looking one even though i'm not a big fan of it either uh, that's the that's the best version that i that i saw throughout the show in, in megaforce mm-hmm. it's we're also continuing the over design tradition that that and it's just like it's basically it's a robot body and then they just attach all the heads to it like yeah it's modular yeah it's i don't know i didn't like that wasn't a fan <laughs> yeah and then we had the sky brothers zords which were a bunch of birds were three birds land brothers zords which were more animals sea brothers brother bears brother bear zords yeah <laughs> ultra charge zord i don't even remember what that was Go, and then go say ultimate command ship slash go say ultimate megazord. Okay, because we needed to have a a science patrol airplane from Ultraman in this. Mm-hmm. Yes, I actually didn't. Oh, mind and the, the and the ultra and the ultra well, dragon zord. What did you say, Mitch? Sorry, I, I was like, I didn't I actually didn't mind the the go say ultimate command ship. When it turned into the Megazord, I thought that design wasn't yeah. too bad. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think I didn't think I didn't mind it either. Honestly, like like my opening, my just kind of thoughts overall for these Zords, they're not they're not as goofy as the RPM Zords, and they're not as ridiculously over designed as the Samurai Zords. At least until you get to Legendary mode, of course. Yes, mm-hmm. um, the I RPM Zords don't... are still better. I don't, I don't hate these. I didn't have the visceral reaction to these and they have some pretty cool power. They actually do have some pretty cool like power sets and power ups that don't like take you out of it too much. Like we're squarely in this. We're, we're still squarely in this thing about like modular zords and things needing to fit together and everything looking ridiculous and over-designed. Like I miss the days of just, simplicity just give me simplicity give me the astro mega ship back come on guys mm-hmm. um or just seven but, zords or just seven zords yeah seven zords. We gotta, quality we, over we gotta, quantity but we gotta sell them damn toys yeah okay. we do yeah um, and then we yeah then we had go say jet go say jet megazord you know what i just dawned on me you know what you know why we have such a ridiculous amount of zords you know what this is go say is the dad who doesn't want to deal with his whiny kid. So he just says, here, have more toys to shut them up. (laughs) Mm, I could see that. Yeah. So there you go. I just, I have to undermine no say as much as possible. I know you do. Okay. And then that was just season one. Now we're at season two. Ultimate legendary Megazord, which also has legendary Q-Rex Megazord. Which, okay, so the legendary Megazord is the base. Legendary Megazord is the base, but, but the, the, the thing that makes legendary Megazord the best is the little hat adjustment. Yes. When it changes. When we were watching, it was like, okay, it may have won us with the hat (laughs) because it puts the hat on and it like has to adjust it a little bit, you know, (laughs) like cocks its head a little bit. It's like, there, it fits. (laughs) And then it. But in all seriousness, but in all seriousness, I don't mind the pirate. I don't mind the pirate ship aesthetic to uh, the sky to the, ship to the to the sky ship or or any of the things that are going on in Super Mega Force. I don't mind the pirate aesthetic, honestly. Yeah. And then the sky ship is apparently built like a Russian doll because all the other sorts pop out of each other. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you do you, Super Sentai. It's why we love Just you. living their best life. Just yeah. living their best life. Yeah. Is all. And then the... I like the Q-Rex in this, even though I'm like, it's kind of Q-Rex in name only. Shout out to uh, yeah. to Winja the Ninja. I would love to hear what he thought of this version of the Q-Rex. And it is clearly supposed to be the Q-Rex. That was the gimmick in this one, is that there are Zord power-ups that are supposed to call back to previous seasons. So this is mm-hmm. supposed to be a callback to Time Force. And it is clearly sent right. from Time Force HQ. It is. But it doesn't look as much like the original Q-Rex as I would like, even though it looks cool. Right. It's not right. like, the you know, it's... You know, the lion zord that they find in this looks a lot like the Wild Force Lion Zord. I'll give you that. But then, like, the Ninja Storm power up doesn't really look like Ninja Storm, and I never would have connected it if the show hadn't told me. <sighs> Just this show. And then we get to the uh, the ter- the Turbo Falcon uh, Zord. Because it's supposed to be a, an RPM reference, and that it's supposed to be like a rogue living Zord. I'm like, who in the? What is Doctor K doing? <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions. <sighs> Whatever on that one. Yeah. Whatever. And then we had some more kind of callback Zords that will work with all of them so we had the delta runner zord i don't remember what that one was supposed to oh no that was spd i I like that mystic dragon is mystic force the red lion we mentioned ninja zord is supposed to be ninja storm the animal spirits were supposed to be jungle fury the mecha zord which one did you remember what they are which one did you like mitch i'm sorry the the delta runner zord when the uh the yeah the police car becomes part of him because then he's got like the dual pistols They, uh, mm-hmm. That was a pretty fun uh, episode. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Right. Apparently the Mega Winger is in this, but I don't remember it. I didn't see a Mega Winger. I didn't either. That was on the list. And then we had the Sea Megazord, which was also the Gosei Great Megazord. It's a power-up for that thing. Uh, Gosei Ultimate. I think this is just repeating itself now because... Oh, no, because it's the Ultra Mode for all of these. Whatever. I just... <laughs> there's, there's too dang many, and I they all blend together, and I don't care. <laughs> it's a it's a lot. No, Megaforce Megaforce had a lot. Megaforce and Super Megaforce had a lot of Zords, a lot of power ups. It became it became egregious in Super Megaforce because they were getting power ups and access to quote legendary powers constantly. Which I will say that. Um, some of their legendary power-ups actually are pretty cool. Like the mystic dragon Megazord, uh, the mystic dragon, what's that thing called? The mystic dragon legendary or legendary mystic dragon, something, something, something. Um, they were stringing. It was like a word salad when some of these names, but, um, where the, where the mega monster battle, ultra, ultra galaxy legends, the movie. Right. So like, like, it was it was obviously supposed to mimic the the mystic force megazord but they were using the mystic dragon they were using um oh shoot um what's the name of the dragon again in mystic force 
Dragon Nathan? Heart? I, I don't. Fireheart. Oh, uh, Fireheart, Fireheart, Fireheart. Thank you. They're obviously trying to. There was an. It was an obvious callback to Fireheart with the dragon popping out of the chest of the Megazord. Um, also, the uh, the nin, the wind ninja or wind the ninja Megazord, whatever that power up where it uh, where it takes on the appearance of a classic Megazord. I kind of thought that the Curex was trying to emulate the look of the, of the classic Dino Megazord from season one. That's mm-hmm. what I was, th- that's what I thought they were going for. Mm-hmm. And the, but I could the be wrong. Zord assembly from the first season, I felt like was calling back to die Ranger. A little. Yeah. It, for the Curex, like I like the Zord and I like the color scheme. But I don't understand why it matched with the Silver Ranger. It's like it just with the the blue and yellow and red and it just kind it's of because a, a strange the, the original Q Rex belonged to a sixth ranger. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because it was if you're if I if I'm remembering correctly, when they got the Q Rex, he it was when Gosei gave Gose. him the the it was when Gosei gave him the um the the time force sixth ranger key, the quantum ranger key sorry mm-hmm. um so yeah he was able to access the q-rex because of that but because yeah. he's a sixth ranger but it had a changed color scheme and everything so it was just kind of strange. yeah it was blue uh, that's what was that was what was throwing that's what was throwing me off was it was blue and i'm and i was sat there wondering was the was the q-rex supposed to be a combination of something else and the q-rex was it supposed because there was a there was actually a blue dragon in samurai that was the dragon zord in samurai that 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 zord was blue so is it supposed to be a combination of that and the q-rex from from time force or time ranger as the case may be i i don't know yeah maybe he was combined um, that's what he had a drill like the original green ranger dragon zord so maybe he was combining stuff mm-hmm. i don't know maybe maybe i i don't know I, it, it's just a little odd to me and i was that's why I, it's what kind of made me a little frustrated with this show is because they're for, i feel like i felt like they were forgetting their own continuity mm-hmm. or they were forgetting their own lore at, at this point but well I, I don't know let's just chuck it up to megaforce being a cluster <laughs> maybe i'm just gonna say that megaforce is a wonderful season and everyone should watch it i i'm uh I'm going to bet that's going to get us at least five one-star reviews. Nice job. <laughs> Any more thoughts on the Zords, fellas? Because I don't. Uh, I know Mitch, you had you probably had some stuff. Well, I had one more thing. Like I forget which which version of the Megazord is it that kills Malkor. I. Oh God! It's the ultra. It's it's the it's super the mega ultimate. ultra ultimate power <laughs> um, killer Zord. Anyways, like, like they have all these great like uh, cinematic and CGI effects, and for that, yeah, 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 they choose to like shoot them up into the air with cards out of the Zord, and, and just, yes. like run them into the. It was a dumb, dumb, yes, attack. Yes, I don't understand yes. why they would do yes. that. <laughs> it was kind of yes. silly. They're the like ultra some of the- go say great Megazord. Ultra go say great Megazord. Thank you. Um, but yes. 
um that like some of the cgi bits with the with the zord power-ups like i, I liked how the legendary Zord, i like how the legendary megazord could do kind of like a spin kick and it was very athletic and it could run really fast we we got to see running zords for the first time in this yeah Back. Really no odd. jungle fury had some uh, oh that's right jungle yeah. fury did have no some. this yeah. one was the cgi backflipping megazord so apparently the megazords are like hey power rangers do unnecessary backflips let's do ba- unnecessary backflips with a fifty thousand ton robot <laughs> i will say that the cgi has gotten a little bit better from when they first started really heavily used i think back to wild force and think to myself wow the cgi and wild force really sucked <laughs> and th- and I think about how far it's come since then. Yeah, th- yeah. I mean, there was some of it that it kind of reminded me of like Gundam kind of stuff when they were fighting oh, armada ships and things like that. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. Like I will say that the Zords did have some really cool moments, especially during Legendary Battle. I know we're not, I well, know we're getting there, Nathan. I'm sorry, but um, mm-hmm. uh, but Legendary Battle, the the Zords did have some some cool moments. Um, I kind of wish that they didn't win so easily, but you know, it is, you know, it is power Rangers. So you know, what can, what can you do? <laughs> Be better. And speaking of being better now, let's move into our thematic discussion. Yeah. This is the part where we at least try to redeem terrible, you know, uh, redeem terrible seasons and make good seasons even better. Right. Right. So we're kind of pulling a turbo. We're going with something that is more meta because <laughs> this show thinks that its theme is basically the perseverance of the human spirit. But yeah, other than a little does. bit of lip service here and there, it doesn't really develop that. Work together. Power of friendship. Unity. Yeah. <laughs> Together we can accomplish anything. I'm Emma and I think that we should take care of the environment and that might mean burning down this entire city. <laughs> well, okay. So so yes, this 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 show Megaforce wants you to believe that the theme for this is unity. Uh what else did we What else was I throwing out at you? Fighting Fighting spirit, you, you know me that for a hot minute. <laughs> I did. I admit, Megaforce. M- Mitch, I did. I was working really hard to convince him that I really enjoyed Megaforce <laughs> for like a, for a couple days. For a couple days, I had him fooled. I was wondering how long I should make it last. I was talking with a mutual friend of ours, Danny Demana, um, and I said, "I said, Danny, this is what I'm doing to Nate. How long should I? How long should I carry it until?" Uh, until I need to tell him that, uh, that I'm lying to him. And he said, well, Danny told me to keep it up until this episode. Oh yeah, you should have. So yeah, I should have, I, I should have <laughs> kept it up until this episode. Uh, but I, I think it's just a sad commentary on Michael that I was willing to believe him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. He thinks that low of your taste. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
Well, you're getting muted since I'm recording this. Uh, there you go. You're getting muted now. Anyway, it's, I guess it's going to be the Michael and Mitch show now. Anyway, to get us back on track. So after kind of a little bit of deliberating, we landed as much as I didn't want to acknowledge this, but we landed on nostalgia as our yeah. thematic. Discussion. But I think, honestly, we joke. We joke. But I do think we could we really could pull out some very meaningful, profound things talking about this, just based on the conversations you and I have had in private, Michael. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I am no stranger to admit, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm more willing to admit it than you are, Nathan. I'm not trying to, I'm not making a dig at you. I'm just saying, I'm just stating facts. I am more willing to forgive and admit when my nostalgia for something is clouding my judgment. So as much as, as much as I'm willing to acknowledge that Mighty Morphin is objectively not, is probably a mid tier season compared to the stuff we would get later on. Mm -hmm. As much as I'm willing to admit that I'm also, I'm also willing to prop it up even more because of my nostalgia. Now I know that that, makes a lot of people frustrated like to for someone to just blatantly admit that uh oh yeah i'm i'm propping this up because i'm nostalgic for it like i'm just i'm throwing a lot of objectivity out the window because it makes me feel good you know mm-hmm. but i'm at least i'm honest about it mm-hmm. at least I, I feel like at least i'm honest about the fact that i'm nostalgic for this for this franchise right and what megaforce is trying to do here is like it's grasping from the from from episode one with Megaforce, it is it is almost beat for beat, day of the dumpster, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 shoot, legendary battle is almost beat for beat, countdown to destruction. From the mm-hmm. it, it's even more egregious in legendary battle because of the, because of the um the the aesthetic because uh, countdown to destruction had a really had a very unique aesthetic in the fact that the rangers had just gotten their asses kicked mm-hmm. and 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 the city angel grove is in ruins and so you have all of these like little moments these 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 civilians are kind of huddled together by campfires made out of trash cans and mm-hmm. it's it's the same aesthetic as countdown to destruction right. and they're trying to recapture that mm-hmm. but i will i will give legendary battle some credit in the cameos and some of the, like the tugging of the heartstrings a little bit, yeah. uh, because I we'll did talk about it. I, I did find myself when like Leo shows back up or when, when Tommy shows back up or when, um, um, shoot, uh, DJ God, TJ and Cassie. Thank yeah, you. TJ you and, and, I, Cassie you and I were watching that together. It was the second time we'd seen it. We watched it on Netflix before the power purge. And when Tommy shows up, we're like, it's your boy. And then Caron shows up and you say, it's your girl, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like you, you do get those kind of like you, you're as cheesy and as stupid as it sounds like your heart jumps a little bit when you see stuff like that. Right. But I think before we continue, we should define what it is that we're talking about here. Right. And as weird as it sounds, I got my definition from Mad Men. Don oh, yeah. We talked about this because this is like it's the in the closest. notes. You should try reading the notes, you know? 
Uh, I know it's in the notes. <laughs> anyway, whatever. So I, you would know better than me because you've seen more of Mad Men than I have. Yes. I've watched I don't Mad Men a couple. What, of times. I don't know what episode this is from. It's called. It's from an episode called The Carousel. Okay. I believe it's. In, I believe it's in season one. I'm pretty sure it's. I think it's. It's in season one. I have to. I'd have to go back and look. But essentially, if anyone has not seen Mad Men, a Mad Men is a period piece set in the 1960s. It's about an ad agency and about that. It's. It's. It's set in a time where, where it's a little bit more of a decadent time. Like you know, like the good old. Like it's where we get sort of the term the good old boys you know mm-hmm. the good the, the good old boy club yeah. or whatever it yeah. is and so it, it's one of the shticks is that at least the main character mr draper is kind of sexist oh he's extremely sexist he's extremely like sexist, don yeah. he's extremely sexist he's a he's a, don draper is a is a horrible horrible person yeah but that's the uh, whole point of the show but that's but that's the whole point of the show. He's a he's an incredibly troubled human being. Uh, I can't remember. It's, I think it, the, the original pitch was the wheel or something yeah, like it's that. It's mentioned or, in the quotation, which so yeah. I'll read this off. And the reason I brought this up is because hearing this was educational for me because I'm a word nerd and I love learning about etymology because I feel like that that really can inform how you understand words and language and mm-hmm. how people misapply it (laughs) words are important people and i was just struck by this and it it really it recontextualized and recolored this whole concept nostalgia for me so mr draper says in his pitch quote nostalgia it's delicate but potent teddy told me that in greek nostalgia literally means the pain from an old wound It's a twinge in your heart far more powerful than memory alone. This device isn't a spaceship. It's a time machine. It goes backwards and forwards. It takes us to a place where we ache to go again. It's not called the wheel. It's called the carousel. It lets us travel the way a child travels around and around and back home again to a place where we know we are loved end quote. And to quote a really good friend, and this is, oh, this is a little bit of a callback to my previous podcast life. Uh, when I was trying to do a solo show by myself, when I had our good friend, Danny on, I sent you, and I don't Your know if you listened show. to that, my interview show called the Kaiju groupie. And I would bring on people from around the, the space, the, the Kaiju fandom and interview them that I found in people that I found interesting. And this is when I first really started to talk to Danny and really get to know him. And Danny kind of put it more, a little bit more succinctly where nostalgia is kind of like a warm blanket. It's there when you need it. It's not always necessary, but it's there when you need it. And it's good to have, or it's essentially good to have around, mm-hmm. you know, when you just need that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though, the problem with nostalgia is while inherent, while it's inherently a good thing, it's, uh, it, it can also be a crutch. Like nostalgia yeah. is nostalgia can definitely be a crutch for people. Yeah. Um, it can also, go, which is why I love this idea that it means the pain from an old wound, because that's really what it is. It's thinking back on a past time and wishing you still had it because what you had back then was better than what you have now. I had a friend who, and I didn't get it. I, back then I didn't get it. 
I had a friend who told me that when he bought the first DVD set for Voltron, when they were starting yeah. to release those, he told mm-hmm. me he popped it in and he cried watching the show. And I didn't get yeah, it. It's... <laughs> I didn't get it because I'm like, it's it's a goofy 80s adaptation of anime. Why are you crying? I understand it now. Yeah. Because like he was thinking not... back to when he was a, when he was much happier as a kid. Than oh, yeah. He was as an adult. Like, I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at you because that's a silly story. But that's that's, that's a real that's a real feeling like uh, for to to br- give a peek behind the curtain about my own self. Like the whole reason why I started getting in back into the things that I loved as a child is because my parents passed away. Started in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom passes away from. Um, uh, from complications of breast cancer. Uh, so she, um, she passes away in 2018. And so it was very sudden. We didn't, ex- we weren't necessarily expecting it. And so I found myself kind of digging back into the old archives of like my books and my, my old videotapes and DVDs and just trying to feel good because I just you know, you lose a parent, especially someone who you're close to, you just, you just have, you're grasping at straws at that point mm-hmm. to try to make yourself feel better about the situation. So I found myself really getting involved in Kaiju fandom. And then, you know, that reignited my kind of love affair with, with Kaiju and Tokusatsu. And then fast forward to, uh, 2020, my dad passes away. And this is also at the type of, this is also at the height of pandemic too. So, you know, my, my dad passes away from uh, a very, very, very long battle with cancer, very, very long battle with cancer. And so, uh, after he passes away, you know, I'm, I'm just trying, I'm, I have a lot, I have a few other things going on, you know, personally, uh, that I won't go into, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking for things that just make my, just to kind of numb a little bit and just mm-hmm. make myself and just kind of make myself forget, uh, about the reality that's going on. You know, the reality of the situation, the reality that I just lost my dad, you know, the mm-hmm. reality of some other stuff going on. And so I, I, the whole reason why I'm even, I even started on the, on this journey with, with the Ranger franchise is because one day I was feeling a little down um, to say the least and saw that mighty Morphin power Rangers was on Netflix. And I thought, you know, I need to laugh for a little bit. And so I'm going to turn on power Rangers. And the more I watched, the more I was like, you know, maybe there's more to this than, than, than just a campy kid show. And that's kind of where this show started from. Like I went like the power trip was a personal thing until it became a podcast thing. And it was a and personal an thing, thing and an article thing. It was a personal journey instead right. of just a, instead of something that I was willing to put to record. Right. Uh, I, I had been watching Rangers for a year before I'd say probably a year before I decided to even do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it, nostalgia does play a huge part in my love of certain things like turbo. I, I hope it, I hope you get a little bit more insight, Nathan, as to why I like turbo so much is because, you know, as far as my parents are concerned, like I, they would, they would stay up or they would, 
they would tape Power Rangers for me every Saturday. So I didn't have to get up. They would wake up. They would tape it for me. I have, I have a hundred, I have hundreds, not, well, I should say hundreds, but I have a lot of tapes. I have a lot of tapes of Power Rangers of, of my mother and my dad sitting in front of the TV, watching this campy ass kid show <laughs> just so I would have these to watch over and over and over and over. And it's the same way with Godzilla and Kaiju. Uh, my, my mother and my mom and dad, God bless them. They, um, in 1994, they, um, stayed up all night, uh, and uh, taped a marathon of Godzilla films for me. And they took shifts. It started at like eight o'clock in the evening or I'm sorry. It started like at six o'clock in the evening. It was an all day thing. And they took shifts and they recorded all 13 of those movies for me um, so that I could have them in my collect or so that I could have them and rewatch them at the time. I didn't know what a collection was. I was eight years old. I didn't, I didn't care about that stuff. All I cared was, did I have this? Could I watch this over and over and over again? Um, because, you know, we, we didn't have a lot of money and so we couldn't go out and just buy things. We couldn't just go to the video store and rent and buy and, and do the, do the things that, that a lot of kids maybe could have done, you know, growing up, we had to make do with what we had. So those 13 movies on those three videotapes that I had, that was all I had for, for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I still have those is because it's a memory is mm-hmm. because it showed me how much, uh, my parents loved and cared about my obsession or wanted to foster the creativity in me to, to give me those things because they knew I enjoyed them. That is why I am extremely nostalgic for, um, for the Ranger franchise. Right. So that's a little bit of, that's I can go into much more detail about my history about that, but that's kind of the peek behind the curtain about me. And I've talked way too much. So Mitch, go ahead. (laughs) Well, I had a quote, one more quotation I wanted to bring up in relation to what you were talking about with the warm blanket and things like that. And it's not the first time that we've brought this up because when you were on the monster Island phone vault to talk about green with evil, I brought this up because yes, we are the podcast that quotes J.R.R. Tolkien when talking about power Rangers. (laughs) You're welcome. So this is from an essay, a very famous essay that he wrote called On Fairy Stories. And Mm. one of the, it's a long and involved essay. And one of the arguments that he makes is that one of the very important functions of fairy stories is escape. So here's what he had to say about that quote in what the misusers are fond of calling real life escape is evidently as a rule, very practical and may even be heroic in real life. It is difficult to blame it unless it fails in criticism. It would seem to be the worse, the better it succeeds. Why should a man be scorned? If finding himself in prison, he tries to get out and go home or it, or if When he cannot do so, he thinks and talks about other topics than jailers and prison walls. The world outside has not become less real because the prisoner cannot see it, end quote. Yeah. And I think that's very applicable to nostalgia. Exactly what you're talking about. It has a function. I think... The we've talked, we've you've hinted at the danger that we run into with it is that it can be a trap. 
Yeah. It can blind you. I think when we were talking in private, you said nostalgia is like love. It can blind you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And you will, I mean, the, the tamer side of it is you won't notice when the media that you grew up with is not that good. Yeah. But it can also be a place that you know, it can become a second prison. You don't want to leave it. You live in the past all the time, you know, right. whether that's a, a, your own personal past, or it could even be, you know, you can be nostalgic for a time you never lived in. You know, maybe you wish you could have been part of the greatest generation in the 1940s, or you think that the 1950s were somehow mm-hmm. more idyllic, which, right, which unfortunately, you know, I'm going to shatter your, your perceptions. The 1950s were not all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> so oh, I would much rather live in 2022 than 1952. I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> that's a little debatable but yeah but you see but you get what i mean i understand what you mean yeah. yeah so do you have some thoughts on it mitch well i mean nostalgia for me like you know we don't talk about it on our show a lot but you know we all work all three of us work in law enforcement so it's it's just mm-hmm. a good escape oh, yeah. to get away from the stuff that we deal with every day just to go back mm-hmm. and like yeah. think about the stuff i did as a child or you know the go back and look at some of those things, the way they've moved on from when you were a kid to what they are now. And just like, I mean, that's why I collect comics. I, you know, I've started getting back into power Rangers. I still play video games. It's just a, a fun yeah. getaway to, you know, happier things. Take your mind right. off the real world for a little while. <laughs> right. And that's the escape aspect. But like I said, the, you know, the pain of the old wound that I think is where the trap could potentially be because it makes you hurt so much that I mean, you, I could, it could tempt people to depression, maybe even nihilism because they just feel like, you know, it's those people that, uh, you know, the, the younger generations joke about how all, all the old timers, all they ever do is talk about the quote unquote, good old days. It's dangerous for me. Cause my wife's going to kill me. Cause when I buy stuff, I'm like, Oh, I have, I have adult money now. I can go back and buy this now. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's when it gets dangerous oh, yeah. for me. It's like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like it, it's the stupidest thing. And I, and I shared this with you and Danny Nathan, but it's, I'll, I'll just go ahead and share it on air. Cause I don't care. Uh, it's the stupidest thing. It's the stupidest, stupidest thing. And I realized that, but, uh, back when, back when I was a kid, um, my mom back at the height of Ranger when Power Rangers was on television, it was the biggest thing, you know, is the biggest TV show for kids going period. Um, there was this little, there was this little department store, uh, in our town called Hills. I don't know if anyone ever remembers this, but okay, fine. It was this little department store called Hills. It was similar to a Kmart, um, is the closest thing I can think of it as. What's that? Kmart? Uh, it was, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, we have to say that now because there's not very many Kmarts left, but it was similar to a Kmart, but they kept in stock this little, this little department store, this little regional chain department store kept in stock, uh, all the Power Rangers merchandise. So growing up, I was very, very fortunate, um, that my parents, one Christmas gave me everything. Like when I say everything, I had everything, the vehicles, the Zords, the, the, the vehicles, the Zords, the, um, the, the monsters, the Rangers, all, cause that was back in the day when, 
Um, the only thing, the only Ranger thing, the only Ranger toy, the action figures themselves were the little flip heads. You guys remember the flip head yeah. toys? Oh yeah. I had the blue Ranger. Um, that was the only one I had though. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the little flip head toys with it first came out from Bandai. Mm-hmm. So I got all of those. My parents, I don't know what my parents had to do or what they, how they sacrificed to give me that, but they did one Christmas in right. 1993, 1994, they did that for me. Um, and the one thing that always evaded me was the stupid, was that stupid 1993 dragon Zord because that thing was impossible to find yep. impossible to find. I remember seeing uh, a news so- report that where they talked about that. So, so, so was the, so was the dragon dagger. Although I did have a, I do have a, a 1993 dragon dagger, but I never was able to find the dragon Zord. I had every, I had everything else. Titanus, uh, Titanus, the Megazord, etc. Thor, the carriers or no, sorry, Tor, the carriers or the Thor, Tor, what? <laughs> the, the, sorry, Tor, the carrier Zord, the Thunder Zords, all of it. I had every single one of them growing up, but I never could find that damn Dragon Zord. And no matter how many trips to the department store, no matter how many trips that my mom made to Walmart or whatever, just could not find it. It was nowhere. Like it was sold out. And uh, a couple of years ago, back when, like Mitch was saying, I'm older now, I have, I'm an adult with adult money. I bought on a whim the legacy Dragon Zord because I never had one as a kid. And I was like, that's, that's awesome. Like, this is a reasonable price for this thing. I'm going to pay for it. So I get it in the mail and I open it up and I'm just like, like, okay, this is another cool thing that I can add to my collection. Yada, yada. I did not expect to have an emotional reaction to this thing. This hunk of plastic and die cast in this box. Like I did because it took me back to those many, many years ago, you know, mom and I, or just mom or dad or my sister, like going to these department stores, trying to find that damn dragon Zord. And so that is what that, that is that memory that that thing evoked for me. So right. I did, I, I get what he's, I get what your friend is saying, Nathan. Like mm. I did tear up a little bit when I opened that box. Right. And I think that's the thing. Nostalgia. Nostalgia is not really about the thing itself, whether that's it's not, the show, no, 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 no. It's not the about toy the toy or whatever. It's about everything else around it. The I mean, it's the, memory. It's the memory or the most random of things. You could be nostalgic for a place. You could be nostalgic for a lot of things. And it's not so much that the nostalgia elevate if for some people it does, it elevates the thing itself. What really what it is, is that it's everything around it. Right. That's what makes it important. Like you were saying, as Dragon Zord as Mitch is was, just a big hunk of plastic. But everything around it is what makes it important. The story around it is what makes it important. It's what Mitch was saying. It's the memory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's we we impart meaning through nostalgia onto these things. Or at least we impart greater meaning, I think is what it is. Yeah. But then, the, like I said, the problem becomes is it can be a trap. And I'm going to be honest with you, because the reason why I also think discussing nostalgia is important is because, especially in Hollywood right now, I would say to a lesser extent, you know, over in Japan with some of their media, nostalgia is the selling point now. 
Oh, yeah. And honestly, I feel like nostalgia is being exploited. It's being used as bait at points. And it's being used to prop things up. It's being used to you know, as basically an excuse for poor quality media because they just rely on the gimmick. They rely on the nostalgia. And I that, for me, is what brings Megaforce down. I'm not going to hit the button or anything about this, but that is what brings Megaforce down. Like all the because, Disney remakes? <laughs> well, yeah, the Dis- don't get me started on the Disney remakes. <laughs> I subjected myself to one of them, and I said... Never again. But <laughs> well, I mean, that's fair because I was thinking about this the other day, and uh, I was thinking about how there has been very little like original content coming out of the like some of these major studios in right. about I'd say in about fifteen years. Right. Like the last fifteen years has not has been nothing but remakes mm-hmm. and nostalgia grabs mm-hmm. and and all that and that's that's fine that's fine, but but if but if 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 you're just rehashing old stories, what's really the point? Because let's take the let's take the Disney example for example for for a minute because it's you know they've been the most. Uh, they've been the most egregious at this. I shouldn't say egregious, but they've been the the, the biggest culprit of this because right. now they're it's, beca- it's because they know these things have built in audiences and it's a lower risk. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So oh, it's, yeah, honestly, absolutely. it's kind of cynical if you stop and think about it. It's being made for purely business decisions. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and to me personally, to me personally, like there's nothing that will ever beat some of these original cartoons. Like I was watching. Uh, sword the sword in the stone like years oh, from classic. years and years. That's a classic. Like I was rewatching that, and that story has been retold, not necessarily by Disney. It's an Arthurian legend. Sto- it's an Arthurian legend. That story has been retold. Uh, the Fox and the Hound. Um, the the Hundred One Dalmatians. Um, Little Mermaid. Lion King. The, the Toy Story. The list goes on. Like like there's something so special. Aladdin. Um, what's some other one? Dumbo, Dumbo. I know Dumbo gets a bad rap now because of some, uh, some, some social, uh, some social stuff. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's fine. But like some of those older cartoons that I grew up with as a child, Peter Pan and some others, Hercules, uh, I could rattle them off. You know, I could rattle, I could just keep rattling them off. But for me personally, like it's a case of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. And I don't, and I, and you go back to, and you go back to those, those old cartoons, those old films, and there's nothing wrong with them. Like they're, they still, the, 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 the thematics, the, the moral lessons, all that stuff, like every last bit of that stuff still holds up today. Right. But But it is sort of a cynical cash grab. I'm, I think you're right, Nathan. It is a little bit of a cynical cash grab by Disney to just remake these things. Cause you're right. It is, a, there is the, the term Disney adult is here for a reason, right? Like that word exists for a reason. Yeah. Uh, it's the audience that will just eat up whatever Disney, mm-hmm. you know, craps out regardless of quality. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I don't want to say that it's being cynically used here in Megaforce, but I do think it's, I think it's being used sloppily and lazily and it's, Ultimately, for me, the nostalgia in Megaforce is a fig leaf to cover up the fact that this is it's an empty show with underdeveloped characters, boring villains. 
way too much reliance on the Super Sentai footage. And the thing that really astonished me when I was thinking about it is, okay, so our team gets the legendary mode. It's a battleizer on steroids. They can turn into any of the past Power Rangers and use their powers and abilities because they've got the action figures. I mean, we could take it even a step further. It's like, look at us. We got the toys here. And I stopped and thought about it. I was like, okay, you get to turn into the Mighty Morphin Ranger team. First off, since this is Sentai footage and Zhu Ranger is just another Sentai over there, they get their. But if Mighty Morphin is your. But if Mighty Morphin is your team, like you said, they're going to get like you're going to be very disappointed. Yeah. They're going to get their asses handled. Yeah, because they don't treat that with any weight or prestige or grandeur well, or anything it's, because it's, it's because those it's suits the are icons in the United States. Right. They're yeah. just another team in Japan. They're just another team in Japan. And the more when I looked at this and I kept thinking to myself, okay, why are people getting excited? They're getting excited because they see the suits and then they have everything attached to it. And then I realized just how empty this was because why do we get excited when we see the mighty Morphin suits? Is it just because we think the suits look cool or is it because we like the characters who are wearing those? Well, I think that's okay. So this is a fair trend. I think this is a fair question to ask Mitch. You said at the top of the show that mighty Morphin power Rangers was your favorite season. I don't know if you said it on cast or off cast, but mighty Morphin is your favorite season. Yes. Why? Like, I'm not being cynical. I'm not asking facetiously, but why? Why is Mighty Morphin your favorite season? Well, just because it's, I mean, it was the nostalgia. It was the, when I was a kid, that was, that was Power Rangers. That was the first yeah. thing I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, you had the cool, like the, the whole evil ranger and the dragon zord and all that. So it was definitely mm-hmm. the, the yeah. character's so, influence, mm-hmm. not so much just. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I, and that's what I mean. It's like, we get excited because we know, because we like the people. Yeah, it's like Disney Brain said, the best Rangers are people first. And we like those suits because we're the people who wore them. This is this is a t- this is a Ranger team of cosplayers. That's all they are. They are yeah. not those characters. They are just wearing their clothes. Mm-hmm. And the more I thought about it, like these are like the Ranger equivalent of empty suits. That's all they are. They are they are poorly implemented characters who are wearing the clothes of much better characters. Right. And that, and then I realized this whole thing, it's a sleight of hand. It's a distraction. It, you know, it's distractor, you know, to go back to what Mitch was talking about earlier. It is, it's nothing but a fig leaf to hide the fact that the emperor has no clothes. Megaforce has no substance. But hey, look, remember this? Power Rangers member berries. And the longer it went on, the less I cared. There was a little bit of that, you know, it held my attention a little bit because I'm like, what are they going to throw at me next? But that's such a shallow reason to keep watching a show. Well, that's it's I want to piggyback off of something you just said too, Nathan, about it's about the characters. It's about the people that it's about the people behind those suits that we're attached to. Mm -hmm. The reason why those little moments in legendary battle with Leo, uh, Cassie, um, Tommy, uh, 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 shoot, uh, TJ Mm -hmm. and the, uh, the, uh, the SPD team is escaping me. I'm sorry. Um, um, not SPD, Lightspeed shoot. Lightspeed uh, Rescue. Lightspeed Rescue. Um, was it Connor? 
Carter. 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 Uh, yeah. Carter and the I can't remember her name. The the Pink Ranger. Yeah. So regardless, when those characters show up on screen and they have those little moments, like regardless of the fact that they felt like we needed a reminder that oh this was oh TJ was the TJ was the Red Turbo Ranger TJ was the Blue Space Ranger. You're like okay, like okay, fine, whatever. But when we saw those characters, like we have emotional attachment to those characters Mm -hmm. and it's not about the suits. It's not about the suits. It's about the characters. It's about those people that we're attached to. Like we love TJ. Like we love Cassie, Tommy, uh, uh, Carter, Leo, all and uh, Carone, like all those people. Apparently by uh, uh, our standards, I love Carone too much. So (laughs) Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, solo Zord action. Anyway, uh, God have mercy, but it's about the people. It's about the people behind those suits. Mm -hmm. And I think as much as I did not want to admit it, as much as I did not want to admit going into Megaforce that it was a cheap grab at nostalgia, the longer it went on is what it is. It is. It's suit porn. You're right. It is. It's suit porn because there's like there was one episode. I can't remember exactly which one it is, but they changed teams like five times. Oh yeah. In that in that battle, they went from Die Ranger to Mighty Morphin to Zeo to you know to all the to RPM to these other places, and it it's it's basically suit porn. So Mitch, you were gonna say something. Sorry. Oh no, I was just laughing at the. Uh, I I did like how later on in the show they did at least hint at the fact that these were like power ups to where they could only hold these forms for a certain amount of time. But yeah, for the most part, it was just switching back and forth as quick as possible right. to give you all these different things that you've seen before. Right. Right. So did you, um, have you ever, wa- have you ever watched Ultraman Nick or Nick? Nick? <laughs> have you ever watched Ultraman Mitch? Not in a long time. Hmm. <laughs> You haven't watched Ultraman long. So one of the so one of the tropes, one of the the things about Ultraman is the color timer. You like Ultraman can only be Ultraman in his in his gigantic form. Nathan's a bigger Ultraman fan than I am, so he'll correct me. I'm sure uh, if I'm getting anything wrong. But Ultraman can only hold that uh, mode, his Ultra mode, whatever his gigantic kaiju form mode, um, for so long for three minutes. And so I. Yeah. In the original. So I actually did not mind. I actually did not mind the whole like, oh, we, these powers are so powerful that our, that we can't, right. uh, that we can't hold these for very long. I right. don't, I actually did not mind that. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. glad they put a limiter on it. The, here's the issue though. I'd say if you're going to use nostalgia in something like this, in a property like this, which is just bound to happen when you have a franchise that goes on this long. You right. want to do callbacks because people like seeing the universe be connected. Right. You either just want to use it as seasoning, you know, or you want to make it meaningful. And I don't think Megaforce did either one. Right. Because well, they talked about, it, yeah, I think, I think it was Troy that said, was it Troy that said the line about, uh, the legendary Rangers trusted us and now we have to yeah, do our job. Like, when yeah. did that happen? <laughs> Yeah. When did like, that happen? I think what you should have done with this, because if you took legendary mode or away from this team, it would change nothing. Mm-hmm. Everything else would play out how it does. But this gimmick kept people watching. Mm-hmm. I've seen some 
some content creators who say, yeah, this gimmick kept me watching. I oh, didn't yeah, care about sure. anything else other than seeing which costumes were going to show up. And I say costumes because it's not the characters. Yeah. You should have made this meaningful. Make that's it what so I like that. About it. Yeah. It should have been something meaningful. Like they realize that now they're really tapping into this legacy that they're part of. And now they're like, we're putting. I was telling you about this, Michael. In superhero comics, when there is a passing of the mantle, when this, when the costume, the mantle of whatever hero it is, is given to we another talked about character. this in Turbo. We yeah. talked about this a little bit in Turbo, but yeah, yeah there's ahead. there's a weight to it. There is a significance to it because you are inheriting a legacy and you have to carry that with you. You're going to add to it, but you're inheriting something that has weight. These Rangers don't give have any sense of that. If they had been like, here's your legendary power, uh, here's your legendary mode, you can tap into the powers of all these past rangers, I think they should have wrestled with that. They should have had some development of like, why should we, you know, why should we be worthy of this? Why should we use this? Are we worthy of using this? Maybe they even try using this power up and it doesn't go so well. And then they have to deal with the fact that they're not living up to what they're supposed to be. And then when the legendary Rangers show up, you know, the nostalgia Rangers, as we like to call them, then they can reinforce, uh, you know, reinforce their place in as part of the legacy. But you know, right. I mean, if you do that and that's what bugged me, if nothing else, go ahead, ahead, Mitch, they could have been like, you know, well, why do we need this other power? Like, are we not good enough? They could have done a storyline along that line or something. Yeah, which, especially when you get to Legendary Battle, there are points where I feel like it has the opposite problem of Operation Overdrive, where it likes its Rangers too much. <laughs> and so the fact that the they're just mopping the floor with everybody and then the Legendary, and then the Nostalgia Rangers show up and tell them how cool they are, and I'm just like... You didn't earn any of this, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like you earned any of this. It just and that's why it bothered me because it was it was so empty. Like I said, empty suits. And I can point to a couple of examples where I think this concept was done better. If you want a ranger example, go listen to our Dino Thunder episode. That's how you do it right in Power Rangers. You give it weight, you give it significance. But to point to something outside of Rangers, I would say Beast Wars, the show Beast Wars, which is a Transformers show. Mm-hmm. In the, there's some hints at it at the original G1 cartoon and comics in the first season. You know, there's an episode where Starscream's ghost shows up and things like that. But it was in the mm-hmm. second season, and especially in the third season, where they really cranked it up because they find out, oh, this is not some random planet we crashed on. This right. is actually ancient Earth, and guess what happened in the original Transformers stuff? They crashed on ancient Earth. They're still in their ship asleep. They haven't woken up yet. And now mm-hmm. our good guys have to protect the ship where all of those original characters are because of the bad guys blow it up, which they almost did. They killed Optimus Prime for a hot minute in one episode. It's going to unravel everything. So now there's a weight and a gravity to it. Now, they aren't doing anything like waking up the original Transformers to get them to help them out or anything, but it's still there and they're using it and they're using it meaningfully. 
Right. That's what I want. I don't just want arbitrary yeah. appearances unless it's a nice little Easter egg. Then, like right. I said, that's just seasoning. Thank you for rem- yeah, thank you for that little reminder. Now let's move on to the new story to the you know the new story that you're telling. And I think yeah, could you imagine this of Tensu? They had Alpha, and he was trying to bring back Zordon, recollect the energy. Instead of ghost, uh, yeah, you know what? Nobody thought to tell Nose that his mentor is dead. Does he care? Does Nose care? <laughs> you know, I it's just there. Like I said, there are ways that they could have done it and they didn't do it. Whether that was because of time or whatever it was, it came out badly. And right. I think probably more than any episode of the Power Trip that we have recorded. Michael already kind of hinted at it. I do think this does show a pretty clear distinction between how we approach media because I don't give nostalgia nearly as much weight as Michael does. And I give it a little bit probably, and I'll admit it. I admit that I give it a little bit too much weight. Yeah, I'm probably with Michael. I'll I'll lean with nostalgia a good bit, probably more than I should. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So it's I'm not saying that nostalgia is unimportant or that nostalgia is bad. I am in no way doing that. But I do hope that our discussion helps our listeners to think about it at least a little bit more. If nothing else, if Megaforce gets you to be reflective about your attitude toward Megaforce, hey, something good came out of it. Yeah, I agree. Are we ready for the awards? <laughs> I think so. Unless Mitch, you want to tack on any? I mean, I've said my piece about nostalgia, and no. I've admitted that I've admitted I've admitted to Nathan that I can be wrong sometimes. It's very few and far between, but I can be wrong sometimes. Never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, well, the first point, the first step toward dealing with a problem is admitting you have it. So now it's on public record. I admit you have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, so yes, it is time for our awards. And before we get into our awards, I hope you guys enjoyed that thematic discussion. I would really be interested because there are fans of Megaforce and Super Megaforce out there. I would be really interested to hear your guys' thoughts on what you think the thematics for Megaforce and Super Megaforce are. If is it nostalgia? Is it is it the fighting spirit like the show tried to be? Is it something completely different? We really want to hear from you guys. Email us at uh, powertrippod at gmail.com or uh, tweet at us and we'll be glad to have that conversation with you. But anyway, I it is time for this is why I'm glad we read that email at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause I think like, and this is not to degrade or this is not to like undermine what that person was telling us, but I think that he, that they do have a little bit of nostalgia for mega, for not, me, not mega force, sorry, overdrive. for operation overdrive, uh, that does play into their enjoyment and, you know, even, and they, and that's fine. You know, that is absolutely fine. So, um, you know, it, it may not be our favorite season, but you know, if you enjoy it, that's, that's really all that matters. Honestly, right. whatever makes you happy. Um, as long but, as it's legal anyway, as, as long, even if it's, even if it's illegal, even if it's illegal, just don't get caught. Um, <laughs> and it, and it doesn't hurt anybody. 
and it and it well yeah as long as it doesn't hurt anybody i'll give you that as long as it doesn't hurt anybody don't say this with me sitting here I could see Mitch with his finger in his ears going la 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 Oh, oh, that was a good laugh. Anyway, it is like we said, it is time for our awards, and these are the awards that we give to um the best things of the show. So, uh these are awards that I borrowed there. It has been acknowledged. It has been acknowledged, borrowed, and perfected. Anyway, uh, so for our first award, it is our Morphanom. No. Wait, no, take it back. Take it back. No, no, I was wrong. I know, Nathan, I caught myself. For our he first award. He was is- wrong for a second time in one episode? <laughs> what is this red letter day? Anyway. It is, a- don't make me mute you again. Um, it is actually our power range of motion that we give to the best stunt or fight scene. So Mitch, you're the guest. You go first. Well, seeing the notes, I should take Nathan's, but I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I, I mean, I know Nathan doesn't like it, but I'm going to go with the legendary battle where, uh, seeing, uh, Troy and Orion, like dive headfirst into the, uh, the enemy base and fighting Mavro. And then how they're fighting Mavro with all like the special attacks and stuff at the end where the okay. one, one big attack after another. I just thought that was really cool to watch. Okay. The best part of that fight is when Mavro says, I don't even have to stand to beat you. And then he sits down and fights them while yeah. sitting down. Okay. I wish the whole fight had been that way. <laughs> yes. It was just fun to see the so, Rangers so, invade their base for a change. Yes. I'll give them Yes. That. So, um, so I'm going to go ahead and and do mine and I'm actually going to steal Nathan's. I'm going to go with, uh, uh, (laughs) because I had it, I legitimately had it on my list too. It it is Noah versus Argus. It's episode 15. All hell Prince Vecker of super mega force of super. I'm sorry. Of super mega force. It's episode 15. It's it's an episode called all hell Prince Vecker. Um, it and all I really have to say is because I'm gonna let uh I'm gonna let Nathan uh go into more detail with it since we have the same one, but uh Noah is a badass. Yeah. Yes. He's a badass. That's true. That's true. Yes. <laughs> no, it's it was for me the most exciting. It's the ranger that I'm most invested in. He actually gets to apply things that he has learned. And overcome tremendous us because Argus was mopping the floor with him. He was throwing everything he had at him. And honestly, the best part of the whole thing is Noah beats it, ends up having to beat him unmorphed. Like he throws his last bit of Ranger energy at him and he actually loses the morph. And it's at that moment that he beats Argus. And I'm like, that is such a great effect. That is such a great effect when the, when his suit is is like dissolving around mm-hmm. him. Yeah, that, that, that is such a great effect. The particle effects mm-hmm. and stuff. I, I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. And let and let me say this again. That's how you get an award like this on this show. It it can't just not necessarily just look cool. There, you, yeah, you can elevate it by putting some narrative weight 
into it. Why do you think I gave this award to the Astronema and Andros fight in In Space? Because good Lord, there was so much narrative weight in that. Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, that, and not oh, just yeah. as a was, ranger, like not very often do you get to see somebody that's not the sixth ranger or not the bad guy just walk through explosions like he's casually just strolling up to attack. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there are reasons why Noah is arguably the best character in this show. (laughs) In case, oh yeah, no, I I don't think it's. I don't even think it's. I don't think it's arguably like Noah is. Oh yeah, you're right. There is no contest. (laughs) There, there is, there is no contest. Noah is hands down the best character in this show Mm -hmm. because he has he has the most he has the most growth in my opinion. He had because he's learned so much uh, from just different battles he's been in, just his experience as you know a nerd, uh, and just being and just being. <laughs> he slipped into his Norg there. That was a, little... a nerd. And, no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. But no, Noah is a fantastic character. He he really is. So he's a better character anyway. than this show deserves. It, well, that's that. Yeah, that's that's true. I'll acknowledge that. Anyway, so for our next award, it is our Ultra SFX Zord Award, uh, and this goes to the best special effect. Mitch, you're on deck. Well, I went with Episode Two from Super Mega Force, where it's the uh, it's Earth fights back. Um, is what it's called, but it's where they get the SPD Zord attaches to them. And I was telling y'all about the uh, uh, he gets like the dual pistols. Well, basically, they have like a oh, yeah. John Wick style fight in between buildings. <laughs> oh yeah, like they're diving oh, yeah. back and forth, yeah, like yeah. gun fu. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And then uh, after that, then they go into like Gundam mode where they're flying through the air, shooting out all these ships and stuff. I thought that was a really mm-hmm. cool, oh, yeah. cool fight scene and stuff. Oh yeah, uh, Nathan, what's yours? The Q-Rex. Because I don't suit. think you and I. Are- you got you. We're not going to have the same thing. Yeah. So you you chose the Q-Rex, the Q-Rex suit. Okay. suit. I'm a sucker for the Q-Rex. Again, shout out to Winja the Ninja. It's not as much like the original Q-Rex as I would have liked, but it's still pro- honestly probably the best looking Zord here. It's yeah, it is. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, I'm going to keep on brand for myself a little bit and give it to the legendary Wild Force Megazord where they're riding the lion. They ride the lion. Um, so, <laughs> no, it was a tiger. I've given, whatever. The song is about they, a tiger. Whatever. They're, they're riding the pussycat. Who cares? Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> thank you. But yeah, I, I, I just, I, I think it's really funny when Zords ride other Zords. You know, it's, it's just, it is what it is. And the fact that I couldn't think of anything else, that's what ended up being. <laughs> wow. Wow. It wins by default. Wow. Anyway, so. next. Next award, next award is our more phenomenal Mad Lib, which we give to the best line. Mitch, same as always, you're the guest. Go for it. Well, mine's more of a, a comedic line, but it was a uh, robo Knight talking to Troy he goes, he's to ask him, what are tears? And Troy goes, what? And then Robo Knight asks, goes, what, why do humans cry? And Troy goes, I don't know. Ask Emma. She knows more about tears than me. <laughs> well, and, and then he, he goes about like asking the, uh, the, like going to the different Rangers. He stops, looks at Jake playing soccer and goes, I can't learn anything from him. And just walks away. <laughs> yeah. 
It's so cold by Troy. And I'm also wondering if that's a Terminator reference. He's like, now I know why you cry. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. I was like, I don't know. Ask Emma. She cries more than me. (laughs) Yeah. That's because Troy has no feelings. (laughs) Right. So for for my award, mine also goes to a comedic line. Uh, I had two, but I finally narrowed it down to one. Here was my runner up though. Super mega hurry up and destroy them already. Yeah. <laughs> From yeah. Vicar, we that, I mentioned that, that was, that was my, that was my runner up, but I think this line perfectly encapsulates Megaforce as a whole. So it is all that sizzle to end with a fizzle <laughs> monster, monster of the week. Episode nine, the monster of the week's name is escaping me right now. Uh, you say that like as he's dying for it. If you wanted here, I'll dig, I'll I'll dig for it because otherwise we probably have several listeners with attitude yelling at us right now. (laughs) Probably, but Uh, I feel like all that title of the episode is Prince takes night. Okay. Ooh. So, uh, so, uh, so I feel like all that sizzle with, you know, a little bit of this, little of this nostalgia bits saying sprinkled in there, just kind of getting your, getting your blood all hot and bothered, but psychotic. Oh, that's what it was. Psychotic. That's what mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I get it. Cause it's, it was a tick, you know, mm-hmm. psychotic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was, that was, that was it. That yep. was it. That, I just feel like, cause you know, Megaforce has all this it should have it has all the accoutrement of maybe being a good season on paper this should be a pretty epic thing but a lot like other things that we've seen and talked about on this show it kind of fell a little bit flat in a lot of places so yeah nathan what was yours i had to give mine to noah almost on principle but it's from the same episode the same scene i was like where's the best action movie one-liner in this and noah had it he's talking to arcus and he says i'll say it once move (laughs) yeah i mean i could i could have used uh uh i could have used the troy line too but i didn't want to because i didn't like troy all that much uh when he talks about the i can't remember what exactly the line is but he talks about the power of friendship we know how you feel about the power of friendship it made it made me cringe it's why i didn't like it's why i didn't (laughs) yeah but uh, i'm just saying this is a highly applicable line i can see myself using this quite a bit in real life yeah yeah so (laughs) someone is someone's not moving ahead when i'm trying when i'm getting to the wall you know the the grocery checkout line i'll say it once move So for our last award, which is our I, I, I can't believe that happened award, which we give to the craziest moment. Now, I will say that, Nate, you and I will have the same award, but for different reasons. So, again, Mitch, go first. And then you, and then Nate and I will, I'm assuming, I I, 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 I sense a, a certain master coming. So, Mitch, go ahead. Well, I'm going last. <laughs> I'd mentioned a couple of things like, uh, you know, Orion and Troy attacking the ship, which that was something that I'd considered. I'd considered the Robo Knight rap. Uh, I considered Mal, uh, was it uh, Admiral Malcor being killed by the cards of destruction? <laughs> but then I, I settled <laughs> the on the cards of doom. I settled on, I could not stand the, the, the heart of the cards. Yeah. I, oh, Hayden would love that. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I settled on the the playing tag with Rico the robot. 
That was the dumbest thing. I couldn't believe they were doing that. Just running back and forth. Like they're running through the park playing tag with the evil robot. No, no, no big deal. That was the dumbest thing besides Tinsu I saw the entire time. And I don't understand why we even bothered with this. I, you know, I almost gave it to, cause I had this written down that I almost gave it to when, uh, Emma is singing and the flowers start blooming. Oh yeah. Um, I almost a lot of contenders. Let me say this up front. There were, there were points where the only award candidates I wrote down was for this one. (laughs) Oh oh, yeah. 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 So like there was a lot of, there was a lot of contenders for this award for me, but, but, but my, I, I, I can't believe that happened. I'm going to go ahead and just give it to legendary battle because, because overall I was, I didn't have an extreme visceral reaction to it. Like somebody in this call, but, um, I reacted to it more positively than I think Nate will react to it because I'm willing again to overlook some things for the sake of nostalgia and, you know, seeing some of our favorite characters come back, TJ, Tommy, Cassie, and some others, um, you know, seeing those people come back for this, and it feel like this epic thing. Now, I, I get, I get what they're going for. They're going for like in-game levels of of epicness, but it doesn't quite get there. But it gets there enough. Although this is for before me. Endgame, right? But it, it gets there enough for me to at least go along with it. I may not have really enjoyed it, but I at least went along with it. And there were some really nice moments in, in legendary battle, like the, the epic, the, they, the, the shot where there were all the nostalgia Rangers are walking up to our super mega force Rangers and they all remove and they remove, and some of them remove their helmets. And that's a really epic thing. Uh, the, um, the battle between the, the Armada and the Megazord, uh, that's a, even though they got one shot at in about 30 seconds, it was still a pretty epic thing that we got to see. So I'm just going to go ahead and just give it to legendary battle overall, because I'm a little bit warmer to it than even within what Nathan will be. I enjoyed it and I was able to enjoy it for what it was. Well, I know the, so I, I know the legendary battle, they wanted it to be a lot bigger than what it was. They just did. I guess they right. didn't have the money or the availability because, uh, we had an interview right, with Serena yeah. Vincent, which was the, the Yellow Lost Galaxy, and she was going to be in it, but because she was union for like film stuff, yeah. they they couldn't bring her in, and they could they wouldn't pay for her fees that she would be charged if she did it. So there was a lot of characters that they wanted to add that just couldn't do it because of the union. Right? Yeah, there was a lot of like Megaforce, like when it did the nostalgia bits it was a little bit hit or miss. Like there was a lot of like callback. Like there was a lot of stuff that I actually enjoyed about mega force and super mega force, like seeing Casey come back from uh jungle yeah, fury. That was nice. About that, Cause there were some non ranger suit cameos mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. Well, there was. Spots, Casey was the only one that I feel like had any, any weight. narrative weight. Seeing Mia and Antonio with their band, that was pure window dressing. And seeing Corinth, but it's not Corinth, that ticked me off. And then Master G, Mentor Mentor G, G and our Lord and and Savior, Jaden Christ, (laughs) who shows up just Um, to get a meme face and give a power up. Yes. And Mentor G's cameo was pointless. 
And then they say, we're doing this for Jaden. But why? Like, Everyone why are you does doing this for Jaden. That's, that's how like, this works. And that's how the cult works, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And Casey at least taught two of our Rangers, Emma and Jake, some things yes. that they could utilize later. But then they goof it up by making it look like he was a figment of their imagination or yeah. something. Like he was a like he was a spirit. Like he was just like just this like, mystical huh? spirit, you know. It's like, guys, we know like, he's real. Are, yeah, are, it's are, do you, are you are are you setting the same continuity? I mean, that would have been an interesting little twist. It turns out all of the legendary rangers are actually just figments of their imaginations. <laughs> They're all fictional I, characters, uh, and these rangers honestly, are a bunch of weebs or something. Honestly, I think I think the way legendary battle should have ended is they're all laying on the ground, and then we get like a close up pan on Troy's face, and he wakes up, and it's all a dream. <laughs> like that's it's all a big fever dream. And, and, and the reason why it's a big fever dream is because his little brother is watching power Rangers in the living room. <laughs> that's why like, like I'm being dead ass serious right now. That's how I would have been. That's how I would have done it, but whatever. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm a little nicer to legendary battle than Nate you're going to be, but you know, I was able to go with it. There were some really nice moments and I can't fault it for trying. So there we go. Legendary battle is my, I, I, I can't believe that happened. Let me preface this by saying I don't mind the moments where the Nostalgia Rangers are helping civilians. Oh, yeah, those are great. I, I, I like that. That is excluded from what you're about to hear. I know where he's going. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> I'm claiming my make it, all, all I'm All I'm saying is, Nathan, make you better make it count. Here we go. Grantmaster activated. This was not what it should have been. This was ridiculously overhyped. I don't know why it couldn't have panned out like it did, but what the f***? So we spend most of the first season building toward this, and then second season, it completely forgets about it. And you know why we, we were saying this was trying so hard to be Countdown to Destruction and it fails miserably. But you know why Countdown to Destruction works is because we liked the characters and the narrative pushed toward that. So it had weight. And what do we get here? A massive invasion with apparently millions of ships with villains who literally showed up five minutes ago and who have logistics that make no sense. Why are we wasting a fleet of millions, apparently, or thousands, depending on which moment of the episode you talk to him about, on one planet, because Mavro has one strategy, and that is superior numbers. The pacing on this thing is terrible. We've already mentioned that this show likes its rangers a little too much. So what do they do? They destroy thousands of ships in one fell swoop, and then their Zords get one shot. And so I guess they're all glass cannons. I don't know. So it's, what the f*** is going on there? Why aren't they calling the legendary rangers and the nostalgia rangers to help them in the middle of all of this? You would think that would just make some sense. But wait, this is Megaforce. So logic be danged. And then after all of this, what is the actual legendary battle where all the other teams show up? It's to mop up. The, the legendary Rangers are reduced to the mop up crew. 
There is almost no stakes in this. The invasion is over. Mavro is dead. This is a bunch of robots with no leader. What are they going to do? I'm amazed these things are even still operating, and they claim there are thousands of them. It certainly looks like there are thousands of them when we see them coming, but then suddenly a team of what? Maybe a hundred Power Rangers? suddenly shows up, the army shrinks, and then they pick a fight with them, and they win. And you know how long that battle lasts? I think a whopping three minutes. So we've had 45 plus, like 45 episodes of build-up for this, basically beginning from frame one, and we get this? That's it? Really, guys? And then you couldn't edit everything out because there are some Die Rangers I see in there, and they're technically not canon. What the f*** are they doing there? It's so insulting to the original characters that they are reduced to mop-up crew. I can't believe it. And it just, and then it's almost jaded levels of hero worship for these current Rangers. It's so undeserved. I've just, it did not live up to everything that we had been promising. But like I said, the biggest problem is because there was no narrative weight and no narrative buildup. I don't know what else I can say that has already been said, but it has been said. You fail, Legendary Battle. You fail. Shame. Mm. (laughs) Why do you think the battle in Endgame works? It works because those, our core Avengers, got the snot kicked out of them, and when all hope is lost... Everybody they thought was dead shows up and the tide turns. That's why the portal scene is iconic and epic. We don't get that here. Are you done? I think so. You sure? Do you need to hit the button again? No. Do you want to include that they had the full set of turbo and full set of space rangers? Yeah, the continuity doesn't make it, that the continuity on that doesn't make sense either. But according to Bimmy and Jammy from Hero to Zero or whatever it was, I, I'm screwing up the names. There's a reason Zero for that. To hero. Zero to Hero. There's a reason for that. <laughs> it's all because of Rocky, because he's apparently the real hero of the franchise, and I guess he he figured out a way to pluck Rangers out of time and space and throw them in to hear to be the mop-up crew because that's what all of these classic characters are to this show. And you know what makes it even worse? Michael already hinted at it. The footage that they're using for this is from the Ghost Sager and Go Kaiger crossover movie, which was also for the 35th anniversary of Super Sentai. It's the freaking inciting incident. It, it's there to explain why the Ghost Sagers lost their powers and now they have to get them back in order to help the Gokaijers. And guess what? When that, uh, it's called the Great Legend War, when that was going on, it was to halt the actual invasion for the Sentai counterparts for the Armada. And they had to sacrifice all their powers, all nearly 200 of them, in order to stop the invasion. And it's the inciting incident! Congratulations, Sentai. You did it better. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> that was that was that was fun. 
I hope I hope our listeners with that because we've we've had a few listeners waiting for that rant. So you're welcome. Um, do you need a cigarette? Several. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you uh, you loan me one of your cigars. Maybe that'll help. I might very well do that after that uh, <laughs> but you're okay so you're so, so angry so so angry <laughs> yeah so freaking angry my god god but here's the bright side now. here's the bright side it's up from here for the most part. it is up from here it is up from Ninja here just still uh, still coming I think like, eh, that's not what's not good yeah yeah well, but we'll, the, we'll, we'll, we'll but get the immediate there. next episode we have been told is an upgrade it is. Yes. But before we can dis- before we can hint at that, we actually have one more thing we need to do. And Mitch, do you know what time it is? Time to eat? No. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Come on, man. You you you've listened to the show. You know how this shtick works. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's morphin' time. And this is the part of the show where in 90 seconds or less, we're going to give our final thoughts on Megaforce and Super Megaforce. So I'm going to get my clock ready here. I'm going to get my stopwatch ready. Okay. Uh, Mitch, I'm going to let, since you are the guest, I'm going to let you go first. And it's supposed to be a conversation, but whatever. Oh, is it? Is it a conversation? Okay, I don't know. Like we've changed the way we do this thing for across all the episodes. I guess we're gonna have a ninety minute conversation about ninety this. minute. Okay. <laughs> 90, 90 second, ninety second, ninety second. It's getting late. It's getting late in the afternoon, guys. Um, ninety second conversation. Our final thoughts on Megaforce and Super Megaforce. Ready, steady, go. I really enjoyed the CGI and like the the choreography, but the nostalgia is you know was fun, but that's about it yeah. for me. Well, like I said, that's yeah. a credit to the Sentais. Yeah, it is. I've heard it people is. say that the Sentais are definitely better. Yeah, you can get that impression. Like all the good bits for uh, for Megaforce and Super Megaforce belong to uh, belong to the Sentai. It, mm-hmm. They do, and it's and that's it is what it is. You can't really work away. There's really no way to work around that. Now, I will say that we are at the point where it is a little bit blur is a lot blurry. Like I can't necessarily yeah. tell what is, what is Sentai and what is actual Saban footage. Um, so that line is getting blurry. Now, my main problem of course, with uh Megaforce and super Megaforce is it takes those little nostalgia bits that should be really fun and really epic and kind of screws them up. Mm-hmm. Um, the the nostalgia rangers although fun to see and i do agree that that is some of the i do agree with mitch that, that is some of the draw for uh super mega for megaforce and super megaforce is to see some of those old suits come back it was a real treat to see uh i'm sorry as you ranger to see mighty morphin and zeo and, and mm-hmm. dino thunder and all those people come back so that's why i like it and that's why i've been able to suffer that's why i've been able to put up with it is because of my nostalgia honestly yeah. i just want to say I never want things to suck, but sometimes it's fun to rag on it. <laughs> and done. I was trying to leave Nate as little time as possible. I know this. <laughs> uh, because you're the worst co-host ever. <laughs> 
I should have just left you like two seconds. Like, go. Uh, anyway, but no. Okay, this this was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. And before we tra- before we kind of give the listeners with attitude what a, a glimpse of what's next, Mitch, I want to give you the floor t- once again to give all of your shameless plugs, everything that you and your hosts and yourself personally are into, where we can find you and where people can reach out to you. Go ahead. The floor is yours, sir. Well, uh, we're Entertain This Podcast. Uh, if you go to entertainthispodcast.com, uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we have a page, a group. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, we got a YouTube page that doesn't have much traffic. We're, we're going to try and work on that. Um, we've got a TikTok where we post out some stuff. But uh, we're, we're trying to kind of retrofit everything. Uh, tonight, we're going to redo the way we do our podcast tonight and change the looks of it a little bit, the, the, the format. We, we were going to add some uh, some special effects kind of stuff to it, so we're uh, we're hoping to, to change up things oh, where snap. people like it more. <laughs> oh wow, this is a full day of recording for you, then, man. Yeah, uh, fix a Hayden should be at my house probably in the next 30, 40 minutes to pick me up and take me to Tom's. Wow, because I can't hey, drive because I'm hey, on vacation. Hey, hey, hey <laughs> real podcasters do stuff like this. Real podcasters, Nathan, podcast naked. Remember. We're, we're going to play modern I don't warfare. want to know if you are being a true podcaster right now. <laughs> we weren't supposed to be naked? What? <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you, Mitch, so much for this, man. This was a pleasure. I'm sorry that we it, we kept you for so long, but you know this is a marathon, not a sprint mm-hmm. uh, when we're talking about a lot of these seasons. And so we appreciate you. And hopefully um, we can have you and your co-host or all three of your hosts back on at some point for a very uh, for a good discussion i guarantee you that hayden would love megaforce <laughs> 82 or this one he doesn't like Both. anything ranger so i was gonna say i was gonna say we're gonna have to go on to talk about 1982 megaforce aren't we maybe 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 mitch for a punishment because you guys that's the whole that's one of the that's one of the things about your show is you uh you play games and the loser has to watch a a bad movie or t- or a few episodes of a bad tv show yeah so i'm wondering i'm wondering if we should if 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 you should put the 1982 megaforce and legendary battle in that pool of things to pull from for when Na- for when uh for when hayden loses well see for hayden we've already done the uh beverly hills or was it T- oh tattoo teenage, oh, yeah. oh, teenage alien oh, fighters no. yeah, we made hills. you guys watch that yeah well we had done that oh, for yeah. hayden also uh we've done Mystic that Knights movie that, that episode is hilarious mystic knights of tiernanog uh big bad beetleborgs i made him watch uh the Super Sentai Car Ranger, the uh, the Japanese version of that, all of it. Well, we, he he had to watch the first few episodes, he, and he, he oh, didn't okay. realize that he could put it in uh, like he had American subtitles, but the subtitles didn't always stay on the screen. So he said he just sat there and watched, not knowing what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we pick anything I, like that. I I'm just saying, if anyone wants to do a riff track for Legendary Battle. Let's make it happen. I would love to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but again, Mitch, thanks so much, man, for doing this. Oh. This is, I know this is, this is, a, this is a long, it, these recordings make for long afternoons and we appreciate your intestinal fortitude for coming on here. Well, I appreciate y'all bringing us on. Uh, like I say, we'd probably like to have a uh, discussion with y'all. 
we had mentioned talking about maybe like some kaiju focused material and stuff like that. So maybe we can yes, have yes give back on our show yes, for discussion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gamera super monster. Gamera <laughs> super monster. <laughs> Hey, it technically has henshin heroines in it, so it does. <laughs> this is true. It counts. And I've, Yeti, giant of the twentieth century. Oh, yes, that was actually Hayden's punishment last week or two weeks ago. Yes, I heard you talking about it. To I added it to, to a tell list. Tell him to listen to our podcast episode so that he can heal. <laughs> <laughs> right. You get oh. to hear Michael podcast drunk. <laughs> No, I was legitimately drinking there in that episode, and it just made it just made for funny. It just made for funny radio. I and mean, I and not say. only was he drunk, he was technically playing a character, <laughs> which the ter- which the character voice deteriorated slowly as the as the as the alcohol started to set in. So all that aside, this has been a great episode, but we're in for another really solid episode next time. Uh, where we're going to be covering what is assumed, what what is assumed to be like the highlight of yep. the Neo Saban era, peak Nathan. Of the Neo Saban era. Shout out to our mm-hmm. friend Jamie from Scotland. This is his favorite season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Power Rangers Dino Charge and Dino Supercharge. Again, yes, we're keeping the super seasons together. Yes. So we've yes. neither one of us have seen it before. Apparently, Power Rangers can't screw up dinosaur season, so let's see if they we'll can see. do that. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. And we are going to have yet another guest on, because apparently that's what you do in the Neo Saban era. You have guests on to help you get, well, I won't say get through it, because this is this one is supposed to be the highlight. But we're going to have our friend Alex Cornett of the Monsters vs. Men podcast on with us that is a bit tentative because he just had a baby with his wife Cece. yes so as far as as far as this record as far as the moment of this recording is concerned he is still coming on to be with us he has um, been watching the that, show he has been watching the show he did ask us for our outline the other day so um it is tentative so if by chance he does not show up when that when that episode finally drops at it's because, you know, new baby, you know, young family, new baby. So, mm-hmm. the, yeah, we're hoping to have him on. I really I'm looking forward to talking with our friend Alex. It should be a really good time. It's a shame we couldn't get Eric and Alex on. But Eric you know, is his co-host. Uh, Eric is his co-host. So I'll, I'll take I guess we'll take what we can get. <laughs> It'll be a while before Alex listens to this episode because he's been watching in chronological order. So. There you go, Alex. Love you, buddy. Wow. All right. And with that, listeners with attitude, may all of your battles actually be legendary. And may you know say that Gosei is the greatest sensei while rapping better than Brian McRobo Knight. And may the power protect you. Thank you for listening to The Power Trip, a podcast produced and hosted by Michael Hamilton and Nathan Marchant. If you'd like to send us feedback, email us at powertrippod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at the Power Trip Pod, and join our official Facebook group, Power Rangers Legacy. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other great podcasters. The podcast logo was designed by Rebecca Hudgens. Follow her on Instagram at super underscore r underscore illustrations. 
Our theme songs are from the album Power of the Grid by Neil Stenson. We also use Galaxy Quest Instrumental by Heaven Wraith from the OC Remix album Jet Force Gemini Mizar Attacks. All film and audio clips belong to their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended or implied. The Power Trip has no association with Saban Entertainment or Hasbro. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and or Podchaser to spread the word about the show. And until next time, see ya! This podcast is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network and is copyright 2022 Kaiju Ramen Media, LLC.